0: Like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery, grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports.
1: And this is episode 182, recording live on November 22nd, 2022. The Lions have won three straight games um, with their dominant. Dominating performance um, on the road against the Giants. Uh, we'll also talk. we we'll talk about that and then look ahead to the Thanksgiving matchup against the Bills and the rest of the schedule, really. Um, we will chat about the scary win against Illinois from Michigan, uh, preview the game uh, with both teams, 11-0. And the game, sorry, lost my spot. <laughs> this is not going well. It's a disaster.
2: Did you say the Lions went three straight? Yeah. Whoa! You didn't know that? No, I knew that. Okay. Just, we just got to <laughs> say it again. Five <laughs> years?
1: First and time in five years. Yep, and we're going to talk about the disaster in East Lansing. That's where I was supposed to be going. This is this is probably really loud, isn't it? Does this sound loud compared to me? Yeah, it feels loud. I'm just going to keep on moving until it stops. Or should I stop it? Stop it? There okay. you go. Good idea, kid. You're so smart. <laughs> You're so smart. I can hear you now. Yeah. Did you say the three, stri- no, three straight? The three straight. <laughs> three straight. And the disaster in East Lansing uh, pretty much erases the, the positive vibes that they had going with their three-game three, three game winning streak, I believe it was. or Maybe it was two. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, we'll make our picks against the spread in our betting hero segment. And, of course, we will drink and review Michigan, some Michigan craft beer. If you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, let us know what you're sipping on tonight and be part of the conversation of all of the sports topics we're going to be kicking around tonight. Uh, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors to help keep this thing rolling, even if they can't keep it rolling themselves, um, and free for our listeners. The Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of state in my sports, and bettinghero.com helps us, and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. That was I shouldn't have said that. No. All right. Probably been, not. I don't think they listen. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I am Sam Walthart. With me today, we got Ryan Walthart. Hello. And Micah Smith. Yo. Ready to talk some Michigan, right? That's kind of. Do so, it. I thought we were going to talk about Packers.
2: Hey, have yeah. Packers won three straight
1: this year yet? Or no? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they Jeez. did, didn't they? <clears throat> I think they did win three straight. Didn't they? I don't know. I think game two, three, four. No, they didn't. We can look at that. Look it yeah. up. I want to know.
2: We'll look it up. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll look it up because I don't think Michael will.
1: Right? <laughs> can you bump yourself what? back towards the middle a little bit? You're all completely off screen. I'm off the screen? Yeah. Oh. Uh,
3: Get up on this
1: now. what happens now? when John is not here. Yep. John, you're really screwing us over by not being here. This is
2: this is when you did your thing over there, I think, and you pulled the headphones. Did I move you it? Moved it.
1: Oh, I can adjust it. No, Are no, it's we okay. We're good. All right, we're I don't good.
2: Know.
1: How you guys right. been? Am I good? Yeah, good enough. I think you look good. You feel good. Yeah. Look good, play good. Look good, feel good, play good. The pay is good. Isn't that what they say? I don't know. That's what <laughs> hockey players say. <laughs> I don't
2: don't know, but the last one's probably the most important one. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Um, So, how you been, Micah? Good week? Two weeks? Were you here last week? I I can't even keep them straight anymore when you guys are here and when you're I don't think you were.
3: No. No. I'm going to go with no. <laughs>
1: no, but we went to the Michigan game together. We did. That was a lot of fun. That was great. Yeah, you guys are bad luck kind of. We oh. almost, oh. almost. almost. Almost bad luck. We almost. <sighs> or maybe good luck. Gosh. We almost weren't able to go to a Michigan game again. Maybe good luck. Unless it was against like Hawaii.
2: Yeah, maybe they would have lost without you guys. That's a
1: great point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Maybe they, it took them a while to realize we were there. I'm just here to help. I like that. How you been, Ryan?
2: I've been pretty good.
1: Yeah? Yeah. You've been missing a couple episodes, but you were you were at the hops last time we were there. Which I was, was there, awesome. yeah, yeah. I think
2: that's the last one, right? Yeah, yeah. That turned into a uh, an all nighter. <laughs> yeah, you were
1: you were on the phone.
2: Yeah, at the hops, like I, yep. just
1: pacing. I'm like, okay, Ryan, I want to. Yeah. <laughs> You're get like, yeah, yeah, got to
2: get out of here. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, but no, it's been it's been okay. It's been a really, really, really busy time at work. It has been for months, but it's all come like culminating right now. Yeah, and so it's
1: going it's going pretty. Well. Then you got vacation starting. And then tomorrow? I have vacation. I cannot wait. So starting after, after uh, tomorrow.
2: After work tomorrow.
1: Nice. Good for you. Yeah. You guys are going to
2: Alabama? going to Alabama uh, for over the weekend. So the day after Thanksgiving we're leaving and then we'll be back pretty early next week and I have the whole week off. So oh, I nice. also have some time to get some, you know, some of those projects that I've been putting off for a year. I'll, I'm hoping to get some of those done. Yeah. Yeah,
1: good. Oh, that'll be that'll be good. Um let's get into what we're drinking tonight and just really get into the sports cuz that's really what we care about. Uh, we're drinking from Bells Brewing Com- Bre- Bells Brewery. Two hearted it's a staple. It's what is it? This is like the best beer in the world, right? Don't, doesn't this win like national awards constantly? International. International.
3: I th- like every year, don't
2: they? Every
1: year, I think it wins like best never, beer. It never stops. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: If you ever yeah. see those rankings, like you fan rankings or or the, I don't know the, the judges. Like b- both sides reach the same conclusion. It's a really good beer.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, everybody knows too hard, especially in the state of Michigan. It's an American IPA, uh, brewed and bottled in Burrell's Bells Brewery in Comstock, Michigan. Not Comstock Park. I think we've done this beer a few times, but it's always a good one to bring back. Can't go wrong with it. This is your favorite beer, isn't it? You're sitting there so quiet. Like, you're you know your mic no, is I, on, right? No, I'm just listening. <laughs> so what do you know about this beer? What do you want to listen about? No,
3: it's good beer. <laughs> it's really good beer. This is one of my favorites.
1: It is. What is the percentage? Quiz time. Don't even look.
3: 6-7. 7%. Seven.
1: Seven Dang it. I was going to say 9-1. <laughs> Double. <laughs> it's brewed with 100% centennial hops. Uh, this Bell's American IPA is named after the majestic Two-Hearted River in Michigan, Upper uh, Michigan's Upper Peninsula. I had no idea about that. Did you know that? No, I, kn- I didn't know that there was I, a 2 I actually
2: river. knew that just because um, for a while I was kind of looking at properties up there. Okay. Um, I, I love the UP. I don't know why, but it would be really cool to have land with a river in the future. And I saw I saw a few properties that were actually for sale with that. Right around there? Yeah, right around there.
1: The two-hearted rivers? Yeah. Are there actually like two two rivers that kind of come together? No, that, I think
2: it's just two-hearted. I, I don't know.
3: I'm
1: curious about that. It's
2: just the
3: wanna... two-hearted
2: river. Gotcha.
3: Where the oceans
1: meet. Probably, right, where, where you can do some mail-watching. <laughs> oh, um, man, what a, oh, uh, man. So glad verse, that's recorded somewhere. Verse, yeah, that, that <laughs> one I – somehow I lost, I lost that one. Oh, weird. Know, that was accidentally deleted. <laughs> Kyle says he's never heard of Two-Hearted. Is that a beer? Yeah, Kyle, it's a beer. Who's Kyle? How are the Yankees looking? Are they still looking strong? Looking pretty good. Kyle, let us know your thoughts on the World Cup. Who, who do you want to win? <laughs> and
2: And on Aaron Judge. Is he coming back? Nah. Who's he going to? Mets. Giants? Mets. Mets.
1: I think he's going to the Mets. Yeah. Definitely not going back. Bursting with hop aromas arang- ranging from pine to grapefruit and perfectly balanced with a malt backbone, this beer is well-suited for adventure ventures everywhere. I thought I was going to say adventurers, but it's just adventures everywhere. Adventures huh. or ventures? Adventures everywhere. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So that's what we're drinking tonight. Look it up. You'll find it everywhere you need to go. Um, before we jump into this full episode of 182, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is currently closed. We're trying to get some stuff going on, and we'll let you know as soon as we hear something. That's basically. Have you heard anything? They keep saying. No, anything? I have heard nothing. Um, Man, it's a shame. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Kyle says Sam loves mail watching. I also have enjoyed watching the World Cup. Have you guys watched any of the World Cup? Nothing. No. I'm
3: usually but- working.
1: Yeah, well, I can I have it on my phone at my desk, so I can kind of wa- watch it. And I'm betting on every single game, so that makes. Are you hard. really? Oh yeah. <laughs> How you I doing? Mean, why not? How you doing so far? So I I did terrible the first two days or whatever. Yeah, because really. you bet on the U.S. Yeah, I, I had uh Poli- Pulisic or Pulisic or something to score and win. Um, lost that bet, but today, I put th- I did this one myself. I came up with zero zero tie, for the Mexico game, and then. France minus two and a half parlay, five bucks, one hundred and sixteen. Ooh, nice! I was
2: pumped. Did you completely make up everything you have lost?
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm way up now. I mean, it's it was, all that, it's all that matters. Yeah, I know. I, I I'm really excited about it. And I I might have spent a little bit on other stuff and lost that, but on the day I'm up, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> on Amazon, yeah, you tend well, to lose on Amazon. We should we should. Uh, <laughs> Look up our old reads for draft. Was it DraftKings that we did? Yeah, DraftKings. Because they they talk about the phone number to call if you think you have a problem. I should probably look those (laughs) up so I can get that phone number because I'm literally betting on everything. Just got to do half speed because we talked
2: really (laughs)
0: fast during that part. Yeah, we did. We did. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports.
1: Coming off their first road win in two years, the Detroit Lions did it again. They went into the 7-2 New York Giants stadium and kicked the crap out of them. 31-18 to win their third straight and go to 4-6 overall on the season. Uh, It wasn't pretty. Start by any means. They trailed 6-3 midway through the second quarter uh, when Aiden Hutchinson got his second interception of the season um, in Giants territory, which set up a Jamal Williams- First of three touchdowns uh, four plays later. Uh, the defense forced the Giants to punt with just over two minutes left, and Goff led the team at 78-yard eight-play drive to score with 54 seconds left and took a 17-6 lead into halftime. The Lions controlled the second half with a TD in the third and the fourth quarter, and a late Giants touchdown made it a two-possession game before the Lions took the remaining four minutes off the clock to finish in victory formation. Man, did that feel good. The way that that, like, honestly, I was watching that game the beginning. I'm like, there's no shot we win this game. I know it was, like, really early and it was only 6-3 or something like that. Really? But okay. I just had such a bad feeling about it because it felt like they were moving the ball at will um, and we couldn't do squat. And then all of a sudden, I thought that interception was such a game changer. Uh, when the offense wasn't going, wasn't getting into back into scoring territory, wasn't Finishing the deal, you know what I mean, and then that you're already in field goal range as soon as that interception was made, and they they finished it, you know what I mean, and then they. They literally took that is what s- took a stranglehold on that game because Giants didn't really recover. From oh, that. full
2: yeah, fully changed the momentum. It was it was awesome. I how funny was it watching Aiden Hutchinson try to return that? <laughs> Dude, like he's, like, he's a better play. athlete than that. Why? I why did he was. no? He definitely is. So what was he doing? Why did he just like run straight over to the sideline and then do some pirouette? And he, like, <laughs> like, and he was like running yeah. like. <laughs>
1: Like it was, it was so funny. You're a caveman. <laughs> it, yeah, it it really yeah. did look kind of look like that. I you mean, know, it his walk. He's, he's right. got
2: that like you know waddle type yeah, of walk to him. Does. Like his hips move like in opposite directions as <laughs> his shoulders or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, but. Like, he was doing that just at full speed and <laughs> run. I'm like, dude, you you are faster than this. I, I watched your 40, yeah. right? Like, I saw you at the combine. You can do better.
1: Yeah, it was almost like he was like, shocked what? in that, yeah. that he had the ball. Yeah, he's like, something. as soon as he got the ball, he's running
2: straight to the side. I'm like, don't fumble.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I, I guess thought, I appreciate it. Yeah, but. I thought he could have cut up. Oh, that, that's what I'm more, saying. Yeah, he could have
2: tried to return it, it. It looked
1: like he had no vision. He went he had straight, no idea out,
2: where straight out, out of bounds. Is. And then it, it, probably because, like, he just didn't know if he was running the right direction. <laughs> like, he didn't want to <laughs> Leon let or yeah, something.
1: right. You <laughs> probably have so much going on in your mind. And honestly, th- what a play that was. It oh, was, it was a, a really good play. Great play. He kind of just – he was uh, engaged with the blocker and then just jumped back. Dan Jones didn't see him at all. Yeah. It was a nice catch, too. Oh, great catch. The fact that he was able to put his hands on that and ca- like just knocking that ball down would have been like, dang, that's a good play. But catching it, returning it for what, 12 yards or something like that? Maybe more. <laughs> I don't know. Hilarious <laughs> yards, though. <laughs> it, was <laughs> so pretty, it was worth it. It's funny you said no, that. No, but
2: like he's 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so also just remember, like this is. it doesn't matter how good of a defensive end you are if you don't have the size that he has, he's also not – you're not impacting that play. So, I mean, great all around. I yeah. mean, he, he had the size to do it, and he just – I don't know. Like, he was perfect. His hands were right there. Look, it looked like a true Do You remember watching those clips back in the day when he was on Michigan and they were running like the big guys were getting their opportunity and running routes and stuff? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, so it was part of their conditioning where they'd go out there and they'd run routes. Okay. And and I'm just thinking back to that like I wonder how much of that impacted his his confidence to go like pick the ball up rather than just knock yeah, it down or tip like to, to pick it.
1: Cuz he kind of like caught that like behind his his head. Oh, it, it was like, a, it was He did it wasn't it on a purpose. terrible throw. It was just like it was he just didn't see him. He just didn't it see him. It was a great play. He shouldn't have been there. Um, Kyle made the comment, I don't know if this is a question, but he said Hutch is Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. I disagree because of what Sauce Gardner has been doing. I think the N- the NFL in general probably likes what he's doing a little bit more just because he's such a shutdown corner year one. I think he's kind of, unless he starts getting exposed, I think he'll get it. But Hutch is easily the number two and probably and easily the best out of the three that – mattered, you know, with Trayv- was it Trayvon Walker? Is that his first name? Trayvon One. Walker. And then uh, Tip- Thibodeau. And it's not like they're having bad years, but Hutchinson is doing – like he's putting up good numbers now. It, it took a while, but, man, I feel like ever since they changed they, – it feels like they almost challenged him more to be like, you're not just going to go get the quarterback like they were early on. It's not just about that you're going to be going this way, that way, and, and dropping in the coverage. Ever since that happened, I feel like he's become a, a much better player all around.
2: What what is uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name? Our defensive lineman oh, Kaminsky. Kaminsky. Okay. okay. I I've, I this is my whole theory is that Kaminsky has helped Hutchinson because of his ability to like he's got pretty good athleticism on the inside and he and they run a lot of stunts with him too. The oh yeah. So I early on in the year when Kaminsky was healthy, Hutch was putting up good numbers. That's
1: a good point. Kaminsky's and back out for like and now games? he's making a,
2: a big difference yeah. again. And I, I feel like that. The people around Hutchinson make a big difference on on what they you know how much attention they actually give to him because there are a few games there where Hutch was leading all of defensive linemen for double teams too, yeah. or, or he was up there he was in the top like you know two or three defensive linemen getting double teamed and then we have we have you know listeners or I, I heard on the radio a few times like people are getting mad about his lack of production. What was he supposed to do? Like yeah. he's taking two people out of the play every single time. Like that's production in itself. Mm-hmm. So. I, I agree. I think he's been...
1: Because Charles Harris hasn't been healthy either. Aquara hasn't been healthy. So that was a big deal when, when Kaminsky was out.
2: Yeah, we, we started this winning streak with Hutch and with uh, uh, other rookie on the other side. Second rounder.
1: Oh, uh, Michael... Or no, Michael Brackers is the other one. Oh, well, the second round? Yeah. Yeah, uh, second rounder. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he's Sorry. hurt now. Yeah. I can't think of his Yeah, name he's now. hurt again. Yeah.
2: But Pascal. Yeah, Josh Pascal.
1: Yeah. Um... Another one that I want to bring up, while we're talking about the defensive side, Aleem McNeil, incredible game. Great game. Incredible game. That was, do you think what he did, I think there's a, a little bit of a sign of a bad offensive line that and a guard that he was going against. I know that's what I heard at least. Like he's They pulled
2: he's, him, yeah. yeah. They, they, they were down a guard. They were playing their backup all year, and then they, when the dude got healthy, yeah. healthy, then he just got beat over and over.
1: Yeah, but he had a great game. Do you think that he was kind of helping Hutch or they were kind of helping each other? Like, how, how how important is that? Instead of on the ends like Kaminsky was kind of doing, an interior guy helping or getting production because of it? Like I, I, think, you see that? I think the
2: internal pressure is the most dangerous weapon a defensive line can have. Yeah. Just period. That's why Aaron Donald has been so effective where he's been. And if you can't contain the middle, then you can't sell out on the edges. Mm-hmm. And so then it frees those guys up to do what they need to do. So they se- secure the edge and then go get the quarterback. For sure. Yeah. So 100. percent I mean, they they are a unit together. So they have to be graded as a unit here and there. If people make outstanding individual plays, like Ali McNeil busting through the the double team yeah. for the sack, or Hutch getting the interception, like you you praise them for that. But overall, for impact of the game, they're they're a full unit that you're that you're. Grading
1: for sure. I, I thought golf had had a clean game. Uh, he was 12 of six or 17 of 26 for 165 yards, no TDs, but also no sacks, no turnovers against a Giants team that is known for creating pressure and they've, they've forced some turnovers in, in a lot of their close games. I think that was a, a very well managed game by him. Nothing to get too excited about by any means, but. Taking care of the football is the biggest deal. When he's turning the ball over, we lose. When he's not turning the ball out, ball over, we're we're in the games, and I'm obviously turning them in, into wins here. Um, Saint Brown, another incredible game. Only seven catches for, I mean, only 76 yards, but seven catches, so important to this team. Um, really the only wide receiver right now. I want to get into that here here shortly. But um, the running backs combined for 150 rushing yards for a 4.83 uh, yards per carry average. Justin Jackson, 66 yards on 9 carries for a 7.3 average. He also had two kick returns for 62 yards total. Um, that's good production there. Uh, Jamal Williams, 64 yards on 17 carries for a 3.8 average and three more touchdowns leading the league in touchdowns. Who saw that coming? Um, DeAndre Swift, 20 yards on five carries for a four-yard average, one touchdown. He also had three catches for 12 yards. Um, the running back room as a whole, I, I keep going back to why isn't Swift getting production? Why, why is this happening? And I'm getting frustrated, but I don't think I should. I think they're using him right. I think the injury is still part of why he's not getting you know the Jamal Williams touches yeah. and when Jamal Williams is doing what he's doing keep riding it right yeah. like yeah. it's not he's not the flashy guy or anything but he's putting up really good numbers
3: you, why why would you force Swift out there exactly when there's no point
1: yeah.
2: especially I mean, cuz those reps are the physical reps that you're trying to yeah. to just get the points you know like bust through the, the line or something or make a decision yeah that's if, if if I agree with you if Jamal Williams is working then why change up the formula and DeAndre Swift, you just are sparing his body at that point, yeah. saving him for later. No,
1: I, I think one thing with Swift is he needs those multiple touches to get those explosive plays. I think that's what we saw early on in the season where, you know, he would break for a 66-yarder. Well, with the less and less touches, he's less likely to break for one. You know what I mean? I'm a little concerned about that. Are you concerned about the way they're using him? Like, let, let's get rid of the, the one 2 three running back thing, just the fact that our second-round pick from a couple years ago, the guy that we see has the ability to be a game-breaker, isn't getting a ton of touches? Or does you just completely think it's injury?
2: I, I 100% think it's injury. Okay,
1: And if it's not the
2: direct injury right now, then it's also planning for future yeah. reps, like limiting his touches just to keep him healthy for a little bit longer. Okay, I mean, if you look back at his injury history, even go back, going back to Georgia, this has been a concern. It's always been a concern. Um, you know, we started the year off and he was, he was one of the fantasy, you know, leaders of his position and and he's having a breakout season. Well, the challenge was, can you do this for a full year? Because he's never done that before still didn't do it he got injured this year i'm not blaming injuries on him like the nfl is a, just a harsh business mm-hmm. those guys get injured they will he will get injured every single year yeah um so no i don't i don't mind it the, the running back room is productive right now i think it's a direct directly associated to the offensive line play and so as long as the offensive line is doing what they're doing and they're staying healthy i don't care who's getting touches in the backfield because they're, the, they're the, the, the machine there. Mm-hmm. And when, when Swift is healthy, he will get his touches. We showed that early on in the year. He's going to get more than five carries w- if he's actually healthy. Yeah. So I, I'm not worried about it at do all. Do you
1: think there's a concern about – so there was that there was one play that he didn't cut up the, the middle. He didn't cut up field and he tried had, to run around the outside. Man, he, he had I think he, wide open – Wide open to do. Yeah. He obviously took the wrong route or the wrong lane, if you will. And then I, I keep going back to the, the hard knocks. That whole thing with, with cut it up field. Yeah, what was what's the running back coach's name? I can't remember his name right yeah, now. Yeah, Deuce Deuce Staley. Yeah. Um, do you think there's some kind of friction there, or is that just, or is, is that looking into it too much?
2: I don't. I, I haven't seen the friction. I haven't seen it. Yeah, you sideline. Yeah. Um, it, all reports were well, that you know Deuce wants the best for him and wants to challenge him with all this. And Swift, like he's not a very vocal guy, but. When he did talk, he was saying, "No, that's that's what I am. I want yeah. to be challenged. I want to prove people wrong. I want, you know, to be a, a bell cow yeah. back." Which I get it. If you're not getting the touches. Uh, but no, I, that's something that he's had to work on. It's always going to be something yeah. that he's going to have to work on. It was Barry Sanders' downfall to a, to a point. Like if you constantly are trying to bounce for the big play, you're going to get caught in the backfield.
1: You're going to get caught in the backfield or cause hold holding penalties yes. and stuff like that.
2: Yes, exactly. And so no, I'm not worried about it because we we've, we've seen him make those hard cuts when he is healthy. Yeah, he's capable of it. He he might need some some reps, but that's yeah. also human nature.
1: But then what about a couple or a week or two so ago when he said that he was frustrated with the way he's being used. Like, does that change your mindset? Like, he thinks he's healthy. He thinks he can do it. They're not letting him. Is that just protecting him from himself or something along those lines? <laughs> like, I and I don't want to keep challenging. I'm just, I'm really curious because I'm trying to fight that, that same feeling. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried just with all the stuff adding up and, you know, the way that running backs can be. Like, they want to get their touches and get frustrated with the way they're used and then... I don't know. Yeah, we
2: also see that running backs are not something a position that you invest a lot in. So he's coming up on his five-year. I mean, he's, what, in his fourth year at this point?
1: Yeah, I think third year. Third year.
2: Third year? Yep. So, I mean, it's it's at the point where they're already considering what their long-term plans are, if they're going to extend him for a fifth-year rookie deal or if they're going to move on, uh, where are they going to put their money. So he he's probably thinking the same way. He wants to start putting numbers up so he can get paid. Yeah. And – I don't know. I mean, running back is one of those where I think you invest if your team is fully ready for the next step. And if if we, if I don't know, if it's not that time yet
1: to invest and I don't want to invest him, in,
2: and, and I think we can move away, and I don't think as we see we can still run the ball without him.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I like I like what the running back room is doing. I think a lot of it falls on the offensive line. Um, but it, it's not a concern. The running back room is not a concern right now because I think he's getting healthy and I think Jamal Williams is actually doing having a really darn good year.
2: Yeah. And if and if these guys all get healthy at the same time, then it's going to unlock something that is exciting for the team. Yep. So as long as they stay together, they're they're winning games, they're grinding stuff out. If they can get all of their weapons healthy at the same time, then they're then they're going to be taken off.
1: Yeah. Nope, I agree. On the other side, the wide receiving room is kind of the opposite. Not very deep right now. You have Amon Ross St. Brown having an incredible year. Um, when this team's doing good, he's the one putting up the numbers. Um, he had seven catches for 76 yards. Uh, he's, he's the go-to guy when when they need it the most. But then you start looking at the rest of the guys. Khalif Raymond, only three catches. Brock Wright, the tight end, only two catches. Tom Kennedy, only one. So what is that? Th- four catches outside of Amon Ross-St. Brown for, for your wide receiving room. Uh, Chark was finally back healthy, um, maybe. He was didn't get healthy. any catches. Um, Josh uh, Reynolds is still out. So, I mean, th- that's becoming an issue. But on the other hand, Jameson Williams is starting to practice. How quickly is this going to happen? Because I hear he's going to practice, and now that – clock has started for, like, what is it, two weeks he has to be activated or something like that for how how that all works? 21 days. Is it 21 days?
2: Something along those lines. Yeah, I don't actually know But then I hear
1: that he's running in practice with pads on. It's like, okay, well, then why can't he play? Like, I feel like they're saying, all right, the clock has started, but we're not going to push it. But at the same time, if he's healthy enough to do this, like, get him out there and get him going. Where are you at with Jameson Williams, and is it a patience thing? Or when do you think he's going to start playing?
2: Well, I think one is what is what's the what are you benefiting from getting him back? He he could he could extend the offense. I mean, he can blow the doors off the top. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits right now. But three weeks ago, we were one and six. Yeah. So they're definitely playing the slow game, the long game there. Mm-hmm. Um, do we think this team is set up for a long playoff run?
1: No, I I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not and, to that and, point. And yet. Do you think
2: Brad Holmes thinks so? So are they are they willing to risk the long term health of a of their rookie prized pick that they traded up for in the first round to, to select that they think is a difference maker? Obviously, because they, yeah. they they had him number one on their wide receiver board. Yep. So in, in my mind, there's if there's risk for for making something worse for re injury, and, and in this case with an ACL, 100. percent I mean these are the non contact type of injuries that can slow or, or completely start over a recovery process. Okay. So I they are not going to take any chances. He's probably healthy enough right now. He's mm-hmm. probably been healthy enough for the last three or four weeks, and they are just making taking every precaution to make sure this has all the time it needs to heal 100% it's, it's without a doubt. it's just
1: as much a mental thing than, than a physical thing at this point. Like, you got to make sure that he's going to go in fully trusting his knees and not trying to do something different because compensate and Yeah, and compensate risk and risk your the hip other one or your yeah. other knee, yeah. So, I don't know, it's just something to keep an eye on. I'm not going to I think
2: this is a long-term investment. He he's the investment that they do not want to ruin by rushing him back in a season where you're not trying to contend for a Super Bowl right now.
1: I agree completely, but I also want to know a little bit more because I want to know if Goff and him have a connection because yeah, we don't need to know if Jameson Williams is going to be legit this year, but I want to know if Goff can throw to that type of wide receiver. He never has. At least
2: Why are you do you have long-term plans for Goff?
1: I'm curious if if we I should d- I don't. <laughs> if we should keep him for the remaining 2 years of the contract and not have to draft a quarterback. I I'm in I'm, I'm You're trust all me, over I it. have <laughs> all of these things have crossed my mind. I I don't know what to do. Um, but I want to know if he's if they, there's a connection there. I really do, and I don't think he can re hurt it just because of like he's almost a calendar year in now, right? Because it was the end of the college football playoff, which week two of January I think. Week one. January, yeah. January so eight or something like that, maybe.
2: So, so he's I mean, ten, 10 months in from his surgery.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah. ACL. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's different now, though. I feel like he can play. Um, and I just, I just look at the wide receiving room and how bad it is right now outside of Amon Ross St. Brown, and I'm like, just adding another true NFL wide receiver could make a big difference. Do I think he's going to make the difference of making the playoffs or not? No, I really don't. I don't think we're going to make the playoffs because I think the tough start has put us in this hole that is just too daunting to get out of personally. But I want to know. I want to see it. You know what I mean? And I don't want to have those thoughts and, like, all of a sudden we lose – let's say, to the Jags, and then all of a sudden he comes back and we look like a completely different team. We could have won with – beat the Jags, you know what I mean, with him. It's just I don't want to lose another game because of our wide receiving core. So that's kind of where I'm at, and I understand we're not going to – we we can't think here this small. It's a much bigger process. I know all those things. Yeah. Well, and I also, not,
2: not only that, think about the players that go through – like that we give passes to on a regular basis for week one and week two, because they didn't get their preseason workload, yeah. especially at these t- types That's of positions. Yeah. And then we, we would expect them to come back and ha- be an impact player. I, I would fully expect when he does make his appearance that he's going to be a gadget player for a few weeks. He might do an end around. He might try to just run straight down the field and see how many defenders he can take with him yeah. and just let him get on the field. But, don't run the, the slants over the middle. Don't, Don't get hit you know, and yeah, and stay yeah. away from the triple move routes where you could do something where, you know, you're just reinjuring for no reason. Yeah. Soft tissue stuff.
1: Um, going back to the defense side, we talked a little bit about obviously Aiden Hutchinson and, and a little bit about McNeil. But uh Deshaun Elliott. What what do you I feel like he is such a difference maker on this team when he's, he's a stud. when he's playing, he he looks like the he looks like the man on the field. Yeah,
2: he's the biggest dude yeah out there (laughs) it's hard
1: and i feel like that's that's the type of player that other teams keep an eye on they do not want to get hit by that guy um love what he's doing like he doesn't have i mean he did have eight tackles i think he actually led led the team with eight tackles um but just seeing him on the field is just a, a night and day difference compared to i think really the lions defense as a whole um we already talked about mcneil uh but i mean just a game record. He had three run stops, seven quarterback pressures from that interior defensive line. That is something that we have never had outside of the N- Nadam Kinsu. I would say, so that's a nice, nice, nice sign. I guess huge part of, of holding uh, Saquon Barkley, the, lead, the NFL's leading rusher, uh, to 20, 20, 22 yards on fifteen carries. I mean, Jones had fifteen yard or fifty yards um, of the Giants' eighty nine rushing yards, but holding Saquon Barkley to twenty two rushing yards. Huge! It was exactly the 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 medicine to win this game, and they absolutely um, did it. Uh, Daniel Jones had had a pretty good game twenty seven to forty four for three hundred forty one yards and a touchdown, but they forced him to throw two interceptions, um, which doubled his season total for for the season. (laughs) Like that's just crazy. Both he was at two heading in, went to four. Yeah, Kirby Joseph and uh, Aiden Hutchinson with the interceptions. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson also had a fumble recovery. Which is awesome, dude. He's just—he's around the ball. Yeah, and I, I love that. Um, Kirby Kirby Joseph had his uh, third interception since becoming a starter in Week Four. Defense seems to be figuring something out. Do I think it's a long-term solution by any means? No, but it's nice to see them building. I, I,
2: yeah, definitely. And I, and I think that you know even guys like Will Harris has been rounding into form. Like he's he's one who caused the or forced the fumble. And he's found his role within this team. He's a bigger cornerback that used to be safety. Obviously, it was kind of a brutal safety, but he's found his his spot in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And and probably some of that has to do with his time playing at safety. And then he went to the outside and, and tried to hand a quarterback cornerback, and he actually improved. And now it seems like he they're using him as a little bit of a gadget on that defense. Yeah, and they're mixing him in with some some of the other guys like. Um, uh, Armani
1: Warrior. Yeah, Warrior yeah. is
2: coming back in there. And they're using him more in the slot, though, and which is good because some of those slot-wide receivers are are big, physical guys yeah. that it's you need body a up bit. against. Yeah. It has, yeah. So uh, you have to get the mixture between the Amarillo State Browns, but then you're also seeing, like, the Justin Jeffersons where he plays in the slot the majority of the time and he's not only living on the outside. So their defense feels versatile right now. It feels like they can flex – to whatever type of defense or offense they're playing. They can throw a lot of speed on the field with their middle linebackers, with Malcolm Rodriguez. Um, Derek Barnes plays downhill, but when they need to cover with speed, they have Alex Anzalone and, and Rodriguez to jump in there.
1: Yep, I, so. I agree. I think it's fun to see, and I think Derek Barnes is, is become. he's starting to get his – Derek Barnes starting to figure something out. Is, is he an every down linebacker? Not not yet. Maybe not. Um, But he's making plays on special teams constantly. Yep. And then – Whenever there's a big hit like from a linebacker position, it seems like it's him right now with Malcolm Rodriguez's injury. He's been quiet the last couple weeks. I think yeah, he's he playing more sidelines. Week, but, yeah, he's, they're, they're protecting something with that. I don't know what it is exactly, but um, starting to put something together. I think linebacking position is still a, a, a massive need, um, but it's nice, it's nice to see them kind of just figure something out. It seems like they trust each other, and it seems like they're working as a full unit. From, from top to bottom. Agreed. So, um, really exciting, and they'll probably get 700 points or yards on them this week. And they probably will. <laughs> but yeah, <they're> playing <laughs> well, let's the talk bills. positive when we can. Um, a couple things that stood out to me. The stats kind of really didn't tell you a whole lot. Usually I like to th- go, go through those. Um, I thought their third down efficiency, six of 13. Um, and then uh, the Giants were five of 13. But Lions, n- no fourth downs. Again, I think that's two games in a row that they didn't go for it on fourth down. Um, the Giants had went two for three on fourth, um, but I just there was that moment, you know, that very first drive where the, the Lions were moving the ball really well. And it stalled out. I want to say inside the seven yard line or somewhere around there, and it was like fourth and one. It's like all right, here we go. Like, but Dan Campbell didn't do it. Yeah, he took the points, and I don't know. I don't know what's changed, but ever since he like when he makes those decisions, the the, you know the conservative conservative uh i don't know there was another way i was gonna go but that's a good word for it those decisions it seems to be working and he get he's getting rewarded for being patient going by the book if you will instead of taking risks left and right and i I, i'm interested to see if this is him learning or if it's just him like listening you know what i mean of people talk about it i I, i'd like to think that he's he doesn't care what other people think um but it seems like he took a lot of heat a few games ago when he went, I think it was the Patriots game, where he made some really weird fourth down calls. Ever since then, he's, he's kind of changed that. What do you think about the, what he's been doing for from a, I don't want to say play calling, but a game management standpoint? I, I'm
2: going to go back to our conversation a couple of weeks ago on this. And at the time, they had nothing to lose. You're trying to express the you have confidence and belief in your team. And they they were not winning at that time, but they were you know they were one and six. Like what do you, what do you have to lose? You you might as well mix it up and try different things and see w- how your team responds to it. And I think what's interesting is now that they've been winning, it, I think I see it as more of a response to the team's attitude about some of those plays. Mm-hmm. And and what we heard on the broadcast is that you know he made he made a comment saying that you know that it it's deflating to a team that works their way down the field picks up like critical third or fourth downs along the way. And then you get all the way down there, miss out on a fourth down and has zero points to come away with it. Yeah. And that, that can be demoralizing for a team and kind of maybe bring down the mood a little bit too much. Yeah. And so I think he's possibly just responding to what, what's happened in the past. Like yeah. he's, he's, it's happened one too many times where he said, you know, this this doesn't feel worth it at this point in the game. Yeah, yep. Right? I think that he's going to be aggressive when he needs to. And again. he might believe in his team a little bit more because they've yeah. been winning.
1: Yeah. Um. It's I, I don't know if it goes hand in hand, but it's also right around the same time that Sheila Ford came out and said, these guys, we believe in them. Their jobs are safe. You know what I mean? Remember that press conference and I was just like, all right, I mean, is that fair in the moment? Probably not. But what I think that did is it allowed him to stop worrying about, all right, we have to win. And wins will actually make you be less aggressive because you already have four wins now, which is one more than last year, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's <laughs> and like, they won their last game last year. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you you have that like relief where he's like, all right, we're just going to play real football and not go overboard one way or the other. But the way you kind of described that, like going down the field, getting there and then get, getting nothing is pretty demoralizing. You know, and you're you're avoiding a low to get even lower and you're like letting your you know, you're not letting your highs get too high and you're not letting your lows get too low and you're just kind of playing that middle ground perfectly. You need to read the
2: room. Like some sometimes going for it on fourth down means you trust your team. Sometimes going at for it on fourth down means you don't trust, trust your team. Yeah,
1: the other side, right? Yeah,
2: so I mean, cuz it, it's really two teams that make one. Yeah. Yeah, and that early on like the, again, th- this was a Successful drive. It was the first drive of the game, I think it was, and it was it was successful. It went all the way down. They stalled out. It happens, but you take your points, yep. right? And then and now you're starting to play that game of like one possession, two possession starts very early on in the game. It can it make a big impact later on.
1: Yep. Uh On a negative side, they lost Akuda mid game. Uh, they survived the rest of the game without that was, him. That was rough, though. He, yeah.
2: They collided. It was him and Derek Barnes.
1: Yeah, it was Derek Barnes. I think that got him, but. I hate this new rule. Just because it's a short week, he can't even try. They won't even let him attempt to get out of protocol. Um, he was in the locker room. Everybody saw the, the like the celebration in the locker room. He's jumping around having a grand old time. He's not hurt. You know what I mean? And that's the frustrating thing about yeah. this is he should be able to play. Um, it's a crucial game, especially at that position. you got to have somebody that can at least be an NFL corner. I'm, I'm not sure we have any true NFL corners outside of him right now, but um, you at least that we've seen this year. You don't think Jerry Jacobs? I like what he's doing, but I still I, and this is probably unfair of me to be like, well, he still was an undrafted free agent that exploded on the scene last year, right? Yeah. Isn't he, so yeah, like that, I still yeah. have that in my mind. Yeah, he got And he's about eventually that. gonna get exposed. I keep thinking that he's having a great ever since getting back from the injury. He's, he's, he's awfully like handsy, good. isn't he? He, is, oh yeah. Okuda could learn a thing or two from him about that side yeah, of
2: it. Yeah, because like he's crafty with where he like tugs
1: yeah he should have got a pass interference on on uh sunday but yeah he
2: got away with one his first initial contact is always a grab yeah so he like keeps up with the momentum wherever wherever the guy's going and okuda i feel like never does that so he can get beat on some of those over the middle here and there Uh, that's like what i remember him as a rookie it's just like man again like why don't you why don't you grab every once in a while? Because they don't call every single thing, right?
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree completely. So without a CUDA, obviously it's the Bills. We're, we're sky high, 3-0 you know, or 3 straight wins. I think this is a tough game to say, oh, this is how we're going to win. We're going to do it this way. We're gonna, I think the Bills are, are vulnerable. They've they've shown it the last couple weeks. It's not like they're the, the killer that we all expected. But you, then you look at this matchup and you're like, dude, It's it's a little uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, they can be a killer.
1: They can be still. Yeah, exactly. And it's they're just they're looking for a get right game to get back to that killer instinct, if you will. I don't have high hopes for it. I hope it's a good football game. I I would obviously be really excited if they win. I'm not going to expect it at this point. Um, But go out and compete. That's kind of where I'm at for this game. Um, Would love to see Swift get a little more action. I would love to see. a couple guys step up and get more catches, if you will. Uh, maybe Chart can finally do something this year. He's been so frustrating. Um, but outside of that, I'm just like, all right, three 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 wins in a row. We'll take that as it is. I'm not going to let a loss on Thanksgiving, whether it's by tens, whether it's by, you know, three points or 50 points. I'm just going to look at it and be like, it's a loss. We put themselves, they put themselves in a spot to that, it's okay right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going- because if if you lost those pre- last three games and you go get your butt whooped on Thanksgiving, then you start looking for, all right, who is Dan Campbell the right thing? And that's one thing that I'm really excited about these, this win streak is I feel like we can kind of get rid of that stigma. Whether it was there or not, it felt like it was a possibility that they would move on from him. Um, but now you're like, nope, he's done enough to at least keep his job. Um and I hope that it doesn't snowball or, or any of that stuff. Obviously, things could get really ugly, but it, it's it feels good right now.
2: They they they're feeling good. They're feeling good about themselves. It's a short week, so weird things can happen. The yeah, Bills that's a good could, point. The Bills could make a couple of early plays, and really, the game could be over because they could just suck the wind out of the yeah out of the Lions. You know the the whole. Place, four field, whatever. Um, Sorry, no, Carrie says you got a lot interrupt? of
1: Michigan to get to, like TikTok. I think she sees Mike sitting there with his mic off, and she's like, "All right, let's get this yeah, I'm, going to I'm Michigan." Game, right? But like, you know, the Lions did just Lions? win three straight. Yeah, well, this is a, a Michigan sports podcast. And The Packers are are bad. <laughs> so come on. But you on. do the look ahead. You got Bills, Jacksonville, Vikings, Jets, Jags, Bears, and Packers. You just look at this, and I'm going to do it. You see one game that's like, it doesn't feel winnable. The rest of them are winnable. Will they win all of them? No. But it's a possibility that they keep this thing going because the way they're doing it should continue. So we don't need to get into the the playoff hunt, especially with Carey, you know, getting impatient over here. Wants to talk some Michigan, which I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority. But we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is state of my sports.
1: Michigan stays unbeaten with their first fourth quarter come from behind win, um, outscoring Illinois nine to nothing in the fourth to win 19 to 17 on a 35 yard field goal with 13 seconds left by Jake Moody. Uh, the first drive of the game, like usual, Michigan, you know. Made it look easy. They went down, got a touchdown. Um, Illinois then outscored Michigan seventeen to three in the middle quarters. When trailing seventeen to thirteen and three minutes and nineteen seconds left, Harbaugh elected to kick a thirty-three yard field goal on fourth down to give and give the ball back for Illinois with a chance to ice the game. But the defense did their job, got the ball back for the offense, and with JJ's first chance to get a game, a game led. I could shoot. I, I just, this is why I, I got to have a, a reader, like someone to read this stuff for me. Um, <laughs> a chance to go just win, summarize it. win you're a <laughs> game. You're our best reader, though. <laughs> uh, he led the offense from their own 48 to Illinois' 17 yard line to make the game winning kick easier. Was it pretty? No. But he picked up a key fourth down um, to Gash, uh, created the 15 yard pass interference call, and managed his way down the field for a comfortable game-winning field goal. Look, I'm not going to lie. We're at the game. Comfortable? Wh- wh- what did I say when when they kicked the field goal instead of went four on fourth down with three and We're not getting the ball back. We're not getting, we're not getting the ball back. We're not getting the, back. Not getting the ball back. We're not I'm getting Mike. the ball back. I said, I guarantee we're not getting <laughs> the ball back. And I was wrong, and I'm so happy about
3: I, I looked at him. I said, okay. And that's I, – I, I didn't want to agree with you. <laughs> I didn't want okay. to really disagree with you. <laughs> we're both in a – bad place at this point, our wives are next to us, and I'm like, maybe he's <laughs> right, but I'm like, damn it, I hope he's wrong. <laughs> he
1: wanted to grab me by the neck and shake me <sighs> at the same time. Right?
3: Well, I'm looking at the time, I'm like, the, the defense
1: can get us the ball back. I think the crazy part was, I think they still had two timeouts after they got the ball back too, because if, like, uh, I don't think they drained their timeouts, because there was like a... Pass interference or a holding penalty that stopped the clock once. I thought they else. used two of them. Did they? I, I thought they I got him out of bounds once or something. Maybe I. I don't know.
2: They used. They used. The they time use o- of, uh, yeah, they.
1: Yeah, I guess they did
2: have use all three because I think it was all three.
1: Yeah, I was playing that game of like which what they were going to do because the
2: penalty, the penalty, and uh, after they stopped him on the third and eighteen, yeah, then they the called the time ran, the, third the third final timeout going into fourth down. Yep,
1: you're right. Um, Blake Corum, 18 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown, but the injury to Corum combined with Donovan Edwards out. Yeah. Rough made it really hard for this offense. That was very, very concerning. And like, obviously the, the injury is, is the scary part. What he was doing was he was getting ready to put up 200 yards on the ground. Cause it was in the second quarter. Obviously he fumbled the ball and that kind of was a, a, a big deal. Um, but do we just want to get into the Corum injury right now?
2: I think Quorum is, like, where the discussion with Ohio State starts and ends right now. So let's so much hinges on the health of Quorum. Well, and, yeah. and I'm not even saying whether he plays or not, like, the true
1: health. Yeah. L- let's get through this game real quick. I don't want to spend a whole lot on the game, and then we'll go to the Ohio State game if that's cool. You guys good with that? Yeah. All right. L- lead the way. Do you J.J. Not? McCarthy, 18 of 34 for 208 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Stokes, 11 carries for 36 yards. J.J., Seven carries for eighteen yards. Gash three carries for six yards. Really, I mean, it, it was. You go through all of these these numbers. It was such an even game. Um, outside of time of possession, Michigan absolutely dominated. Which I just don't understand. What in the world happened in this game? It was just. It was shocking. It really was. Yeah, what really? What?
3: So, why don't we just break down the time of possession really quickly here? It's right. not going to take long. Yeah. What? It. It. It was a mixture of. A run and pass game, and how many how many dropped passes?
1: A lot of drop passes,
3: and, and, and crucial there it is. too. And there it is. Gash,
1: Gash dropped that one. <clears throat> look, oh yeah, look, crucial. I think JJ deserves some some blame. I do. I think he makes. Oh, he, some he makes. errant throws. He makes throws harder than they need to be at times. I think he needs to put a little more air under. It. He needs to have a little more touch. I think that's something that you learn as you get a little older. He's still only what nineteen years old. You only, like you only
2: so, get those when people are dropping balls, though. You only get that kind of criticism when they're dropped. But he has missed
1: throws. Yeah, he, he, he's missing he, throws. Yeah. Um, but I just I think the wide receivers and, and running backs are com- are letting him down completely. I mean, the deep pass that he, that, that was offside, so the, the oh, offside, that four, uh, the, the one-fourth down that they missed, it was clearly offsides that they should have been a shorter distance. I don't <laughs> think it would have got a first down, um, but it was clearly offsides. And then he threw an absolute dime. To, was that Cornelius Johnson?
3: No, Andrew Anthony. Andrew Anthony? Yeah. I mean, to, it to was, the one-yard like one, light, one yard line, it would have been a touchdown. Yeah.
1: It was like a perfectly thrown ball, like not too far, like not too short. It was like literally, if you threw it any farther, it was an interception. If you threw it shorter, it was an interception because he had those each guy sandwiching the, uh, the the wide receiver in it. I think yeah, it hit him it in the was, face mask, it, didn't
3: it? No, it was right on his hands, right here.
1: And I think it hit him in the mat. Like, it went through his hands and hit him in the face. Like, this is – that I said it very, very early on in the season. I am concerned about a wide receiver we can trust. I think Ronnie Bell is someone you can trust. He's still dropping the ball at times, too. I think you can trust him, but he's not breaking games open the way that you want. We don't have that – that go to wide receiver right now, and that's scary. No, we don't. That is really,
2: really scary to me. Um, I think Roman Wilson is the closest we have to that. Yep. I think Ronnie Bell can can be reliable. He he hasn't been yet. I don't know. I I, I still trust him. I still trust Ronnie Bell. I do too. Yeah. I think he's going to be a
1: huge factor in the next. Yeah, this I do. I think so
2: too. I,
3: I think Ronnie Bell is the most trustworthy. I think Roman Wilson is the more dangerous. Hundred percent wide receiver. Roman Wilson can be. Uh, the the game changer that we've been looking for from the
2: wide yeah. receiver position. And
3: uh, Did you watch the game?
2: I actually listened to it, and then I watched the highlights. Later. Yeah.
3: I, I didn't see A.J. Henning out there one time. Oh, he was injured. He was injured? injured. Hurt? Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah,
2: Henning, Henning wasn't not able to play in the game, actually. Okay. And that was one of the things that, um, you know, the reason why C.J. Stokes and Isaiah Gash and Dunlap and all, like they were actually mm-hmm. considering using Henning in the running back role and that gadget type of filler role, if anything happened to Blake Quorum, and he was not available.
1: Interesting. So because Ad- with Edwards out. You with need, Edwards yeah. out, too.
3: But the fact that we played, what, nearly two and a half quarters without Blake Corm, without Donovan Edwards, and still got the job done. like,
1: Look, hats off. I mean, every team goes through one of those games, I feel like, every year. This was our first one. We went through... Three or four of these games last year. I oh think. yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska, Rutgers, uh, Penn State. Penn State. Yeah, I mean, there were multiple games that it was like we survived, and it's like this was our first time, and against a team that had everything to play for and nothing to and lose. They like, and they lost against Michigan at State. The same
3: time. And a top five run defense.
2: I was gonna I was gonna bring this up because Illinois is a leg- has a legitimate defense. I consider yep. Illinois the matchup offense to defense is harder. Against Illinois, it's actually a worse position for Michigan against Illinois than it will be against Ohio
1: State. Okay, I think that's fair. I really do because that's they, that's my take, they, on they it. are very a very good defense,
2: and and they're very they're very structured. It, and I think they, I think Illinois' strengths actually went a like hurt Michigan's game plan. More than Ohio State's strengths. In a lot
1: of ways, Illinois is a poor man's Michigan. They're trying to build the yeah. way Michigan is built. Yeah, 100%. 100%. They're trying to build yes. the way Wisconsin has been built in in many years. I think Michigan's built a little bit better than Wisconsin, a little more that they can throw the ball a little bit more and have have a true yeah, I mean, good quarterback, record shows, if you
3: yeah. will. Um, but a game of trenches, very trenches. similar.
1: Yep, exactly. Um, in Illinois, watch out because he, he's going to have that team – Continuing to go. Yeah. I think that could be a problem.
2: Well, in Ohio State, they they can be good in the trenches, but the real question with Michigan-Ohio State matchup is can Michigan – Hang with the athleticism of an Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not what they were talking about with with Illinois. Illinois has the star running back, yep. and they're and they win in the trenches. Yep. So that it was not a challenging. It was not a rollover game. And then when you go into all of the the injuries and the impact that Michigan was playing through at the at this point, like no wonder they had their hands full because mm. this was not a, a gimme type of game.
1: I agree. I agree, and I, I think. At this point, you turned the page from it. You survived it. You got the win.
2: Yeah, I say that it after the fact. Them. Like I, yeah. I didn't think this was going to be a challenging game. I actually watched the first drive, and then and then at that point, I said, "Okay, Julian had plans for the day." Yeah, and I really wanted to watch the game, but yeah. I'm like, "Okay, I feel safe. I feel safe yeah, now." I saw I, the beginning. We're all set. They, you know, three and out. Touchdown. All set. We're exactly,
1: good. It was exactly the way you would r- write it up. Yeah, it was. and, right. I,
2: and I didn't w- have a care in the world. Yeah. And then and I listened to more just, and more, and I'm just oh. like, this is driving me crazy. Yeah.
1: No, that, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. It felt the same way in the stadium. We were, we were there. We watched that first touchdown. We're like, come on. This is going to be an easy game. We stopped them. They got the ball first. We still went down and scored first. Like, it was, it felt, or no, we did we get the ball first? I guess it doesn't matter.
2: We did get the ball first. Michigan scored immediately. Immediately. And then, then there was a 3, a three
1: Yeah. And it was just, it was drawn up perfectly. Um, and it just went downhill from there. But, Hey, you don't complain about victories. Well, I've said just win, baby, for a long, long time. La- yeah. That's all it's about. Last yeah. point I
2: think I want to make, and you touched on it, but J.J. McCarthy made – I mean, there are so many times in this game where, where Michigan was one play away from losing the game, yeah, mm-hmm. and they needed That's the to point, make the play to win. It's a very good point. And there's a big difference of like in a tie game scenario where yeah. you didn't make the play but you still live on – over and over and over, Michigan was down to a critical third down play, critical fourth down play, and JJ made the plays when he needed it the most.
3: Dude, the the, the tenacity by the entire team and just the the will to go down the field. It was just like, you're not stopping us. We're going to march down the field and get where we need to be, and yeah. and they did it. It was backs a up against the wall for the first time. No, nope, I agree. I think it
2: was the perfect test was a good and test. challenge for the team that they needed to get out of the way before going into a critical. Gap. I'm,
1: Absolutely, I'm more concerned about JJ's ground decisions than him throwing the football. To be honest with you, heading into this game against Ohio State, it's like I want to see him making the right reads. I want to see him running at the right time. <laughs> like all of those things, like that is right there is more concerning to me because I don't think he's going to throw an in interception. I think he is one of the safest quarterbacks I've ever seen. Honestly, he. Always throws it to where our player might get it. Nobody else will. I feel like that's the that's what he does every single time. Yeah, he's had a couple interceptions. I get all of that. And then he could throw one on on Saturday, but like I'm not worried about it. And that was the biggest worry heading into the season: is he going to take care of the football? Is he? Gonna, he's definitely taking care of the football when he's throwing it. I'm more concerned about when he's running it and taking those big hits and making the right decision when when to run when not to. That's that's a big concern. For the game to me. Let, do you, you guys ready to get in the game? Yeah, let's do it. He's, right. he's way more Cade McNamara than we thought. He is. But I think that might be <laughs> oh, just coaching. the hardball, <laughs> the yeah. hardball factor. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe let him loose next year. Yeah. Uh, last year, uh, Michigan stunned Ohio State and, and the rest of the college football world by finally beating the Buckeyes. Michigan won 42-27 to 27 at home, giving Harbaugh his first win as head coach over the arch rivals. Ohio State. Ohio State. Just I, call them Ohio. Ohio. They don't no, deserve I don't. that respect. Eh, I'm Ohio State guy. Like, Oh, no. That, is, that did oh, not come what? out right. Whoa. That did not Man, come out that right. That is on recording. No, Trav Whoa. is a Ohio guy. I'm like, no, it's Ohio State. They're Ohio State. No, you said it. You're an Ohio State I'm guy. I'm not an Ohio State guy. heard it
2: not. here first. Hey, what color are your shorts?
1: Nobody can. What color is your shirt? <laughs> yeah, but I never said I'm an Ohio State guy. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> They ended the eight-game losing streak uh, in the series. On Saturday, the game will feature two undefeated teams for the first time since 2006. Ohio State number two, Michigan number three. And if Quorum can play, two true Heisman hopefuls looking to put their statement game up. Stroud and Quorum. That could be a a big, big thing here. Um, Early weather forecasts are predicting a 60% chance of rain with a temperature in the mid-40s. The colder, the wetter, the better. Michigan, I feel like right. 100%. Every
3: Buckeye fan currently checking the weather. Yeah, app. they're like, all right, we oh gotta my change. Gosh, this. is it really happening? Again? Who do we gotta call in the government to change this weather? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I, I do want to start with Corum. Can you call Pelosi? Yeah, Corum and, and Edwards here. I mean, last year Haskins, uh, the game he, he had 28 carries for 169s and averaged six yards a carry with five nice. touchdowns. Um, this year's money running, running back room, I feel like is better. I feel like when healthy, Corum. Edwards is better. The offensive yep. line is better. I feel like we could do that. Now, I also think Ohio State is more physical. They are better than they were last year in those those same things. But like, I just I'm, I think it's all. It, if you want to know the path to victory, watch last year's game. Basically, is what you got to do. Yeah, it's obvious what's going to happen. It's obvious that all right, are they going to be able to st- stop the the pass or the passing game for for Ohio State? And are is Michigan going to be able to run the ball? It, it, we're not gonna tell you anything that nobody else has already said. I get all of those things, but with the quorum injury and Edwards is a massive, massive piece to this because I think he hurt his hand, right? Because yep. I think they Broke said last hand. he said he bro- it is broken. I mean that's, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a scary part for it. because he's also the threat through the air that I think this team needs to kind of. <laughs> keep that thing going. When you don't have uh, wide receivers you can trust to catch the ball, Edwards is probably our best wide receiver. Well, and JJ's <laughs> got the best yeah. rapport
2: with, with uh, him compared to any of the wide receivers. Yeah. Like every time yeah. he's throwing to Edwards, you know something good is about to happen. Yeah. That's it, true. But but you said you said Ohio State's a better team than last year, specifically the defense.
1: Mm, you know.
2: <clears throat> because I'd still I look at I'm last year. I think I'm supposed to
1: say that. I think I'm supposed to think that. You know what I mean? Like that's what they've said. They, oh, they're more physical. They do this. They do that.
3: That's
2: what at they least they said that early on. Be.
1: You haven't heard that recently, have you?
2: Yeah, good because I think the last couple weeks have kind of changed the narrative a little bit because Ohio State struggled. Yeah, they're they're not the run a gun team that I mean they escaped last week and two weeks ago they shouldn't uh, have against
3: won against Northwestern. Yeah, come on.
1: Well, I actually, it, I actually have the last five game stats right here.
3: Their Northwestern
2: game is hideous. Well, and and let's think about think about the the weapons of last year's team that we that we had to stop as a Michigan defense. Olave, Garrett Wilson, Chris Wilson. Olave, yeah. Jackson Smith, and Jigba. There's like a chance all three of them are out. All three of them are out. Now Jackson might play this game. I don't know if are they saying he's gonna be out? Like I've actually haven't heard they, the they injury point. I'm
1: sure it's gonna be pretty quiet. I mean neither they're not going to give not gonna anything tell, away. Yeah, they're not going to tell us anything about that. I think the interesting part about Jackson Smith and Jigba <clears> is the fact that he tried to come back a couple times, Yeah, and it, and
2: hasn't, it hasn't gone It hasn't well. stuck. And so I guess what I what I think right now is Michigan's cornerbacks are elite. They mm-hmm. really are. Michigan's, they are. No, Michigan's I agree with that. secondary in general is, in my opinion, and if I'm looking around the league, Georgia might be the only other one that could compete with this secondary. And I only say that because they have the best cornerback in football, mm-hmm. in college football, but – as a unit, I don't see a, a secondary better than Michigan's. And so so I think the key to Michigan's game is really stopping the run. And so the big bodies on the line, and, and I think they're actually geared up for this, and I, maybe I'm jumping way too far ahead, so just let me know if you no, want to break this down a different way. But like Mike Morris and some of these big bodies on, the, on their healthy. defensive ends, he needs to be healthy. He does. But our defensive line is not about speed this year. It's about power. It's about position. It's about – uh, you know, using your hands properly, and 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 you know the the scheme, I guess you could say, or just out physical manning the, the other guy. So they they are set up to play up against the run mm-hmm. and to stop the run.
1: What was it last week? I think they went in with the number one rush de- rush defense and one Illinois pass Illinois defense. Tore them apart. Yeah, they did. Well, but that also might be the nuts and bolts best running back in in the Big Ten in I, a lot of ways. I, like I, I at think. least. When you get to the next level, like when you're starting to say, "All right, who will have a better NFL career?" Yeah, physic- you know what I mean.
2: Physically, he's probably it. Yeah. Um, Michigan's defense Henderson's through through
1: great. 11 games, opponents are averaging just 161.7 passing yards, which is fourth in college football. 5.3 yards per attempt, which is second in college football, with a 53.6 completion rate, which is sixth, and a 99.5 average quarterback rating, which is the second best in college football. And that's not even getting into how good their rush defense is. Their rush defense is really darn good as well. You're, it looks like you're going to say something. Or do you just like when I say that kind of stuff? I love when he says are you stuff. Are right over there? Oh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I feel like this table might be getting a little uneven talking we, about
3: the we, positives. I just want to blow through Thanksgiving and just get <laughs> I to Saturday. I, just, I love my family. I hey, love you food. you do you, man.
1: <laughs> I, I, I got to get that a jump. I just want to blow. <laughs> yeah, I just want to blow through Thanksgiving. <laughs>
2: All I want to uh, do says Micah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think
1: I do. I think Michigan's gonna go out and win this game. Yeah, I do. And I, yeah, I'm a Michigan fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that's probably unpopular for for people that that will just be, oh well of course a Michigan fans gonna think so. But I think this like just like last year, the matchup makes sense for Michigan. The spread makes no sense to me, minus seven and a half. Now, look, could Michigan go out and lose by 15 points? Yeah, that could very well happen. Um, but I could also see them winning by 15, 20 points. Like, I don't know what to expect in this game. I don't either. I Like, I could see a tight game. I could what see a wild card game. one way or, or another. Like, I think we're going to learn a lot about both of these teams on Saturday. What I hope we learn... Well, I hope that Michigan just wipes the floor of them. But what I really hope we learn is that we see that the Big Ten is actually good, and we're seeing that these two teams are elite because I think those questions are in there. It's like, Ooh, are they just the best of the worst right now because of how bad the Big Ten is, or are these teams actually really, really good football teams? And I want to see a good hard-fought battle with two teams that still have a shot to make the playoffs. That's what I want to see personally.
3: You know, if, if we're within one score at the end of regulation here, Okay, do the right thing, committee. Do the right thing. Yeah. You know, put them both in because you know they deserve to be in because yes. you know they're two of the best four teams.
2: There, There's no chance both of them get in, and this is my um, own thought process. There's no chance really? in my mind that both of them get in unless TCU loses. If TCU loses, I could see them. I can see it happening. We're gonna get into that. We, okay.
1: We're gonna talk college football. At the yeah, end, we should at the end. stick to the game, yeah. right? Um, so we we were we were talking about Michigan's run, or er, sorry, Ohio State's run defense. So early on, they were they were good-ish, if you will. Um, but Ohio State ranks 82nd in opponents' run play rate. So only 53.8 percent of the time, the offense runs the ball against Michigan or er, Ohio State's defense. Uh, the defense does have the third lowest yards per carry at 3.1. Allowed, But you go to their last five games, you had Iowa Hawkeyes, 35 carries for 77 yards, 2.2 yards per carry. Penn State, um, 33 carries for 111 yards. Northwestern, 59 carries for 206 yards. Hoosiers, 40 carries for 150 yards. And then Maryland, 31 carries for 84 yards. You can run on this team. You can. It's possible. Average teams have done it. Michigan should be able to do it. If Quorum is healthy. That is such a big thing for me because I witnessed firsthand what Gash and Dunlop and who else is in there? Like who else are the running backs? CJ Stokes. Stokes. Like I don't trust those guys to, to do what we need to happen in, in this in this game.
3: It's a different talent level.
1: It is. And it was very noticeable because our offensive line was still the same. Stoke, Stokes
3: Stokes had, had good work.
1: Stokes can
2: Stokes he, can hit a hole and and like accelerate through the line and stuff yeah. like that but he's not going to make the play on his own. We're,
3: we're we're watching currently a what's thought to be a Heisman finalist and then probably a Heisman finalist next year. Edwards. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean there's a really chance if the yeah, offensive line like, can stay like, like, like no, keep reloading. No doubt. There there's a there's a very big gap in talent level, but I mean Stokes. Stokes is a good running back.
1: Yeah. The colder the weather gets, the more Stroud get. The worse Stroud gets. Oh, their and defense here, is questionable and in the cold. De- what's that? Their They're, defense as well. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. But
1: I did want to talk about so Stroud. Everybody's talking about the year he's having, and he puts up incredible numbers. And there's no doubt about that. Um, but the first first six games, he had a 207 quarterback rating, 70.6 completion rating, 289. Uh, passing yards per game and 10.86 yards per attempt. Weeks 8 through 12, 156 yards, 61 percent completion, 250 yards per game, and 8.53 um, yards per attempt. Th- those are pretty, that's a, those are extremely different numbers than what you're used to. Um, or that, like, I guess, splits, I should say. Is that right? That's a good way to say it, splits. That sounds sure. like a baseball term. That's a baseball term, right? Splits. There's a difference. Is that what you're saying? Like the splits between the first six yeah. games yeah, and, yeah. and eight through in week eight through twelve. Um, look, you're gonna have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Egbuka, Is that how you say it? Um, they've they put up some good numbers. Uh, Harrison Jr. Th- over a thousand yards, eleven touchdowns. Emike um, I- Egbuka will probably hit a thousand yards this year. He's got 914 with eight touchdowns. Without Smith and Jigba, I think that's a really big deal. He can make them so much deeper at that position. I think, like, you, Ryan, you already brought up our, our corners and how elite they actually are. Yeah, they are. But if you add one more piece, a true NFL talent, next to Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be a NFL guy, I'm sure Igbuka will eventually be an NFL talent. Like, that makes a big difference. I'm curious if what, what his health is going to be. I'm curious if he's just going to come out and be a... Um, what do you call it a decoy a decoy or if he actually if they've just been saving him I, I don't know um, that's as big of a question mark if not a bigger question mark than quorum's health I think heading into this game and it could be <clears throat> a pretty big difference maker.
2: Well it's not a, it's not a bigger uh, difference maker than quorum in my no, opinion just okay. because quorum has established himself as a Heisman finalist this year. So the team has relied on him this year, all year long, to repeat what we did last year. But not only that, but but improve on it. And so there's a reason why he's had the impact he has. And so has is Michigan able to play the same style offense and the same you know utilize the same game plan without Quorum or without Edwards? That's yet to be seen. Ohio State has played without Jackson Smith and Jigba from the beginning of the year. They've like had they, goods and
1: bads. I would, I would yeah, say yeah, yeah. Them.
2: But yeah. but they know they have an identity without them you don't have that question mark of who are you going to turn to now. No, they all have their roles, right? So I think that's the bigger difference. As far as impact goes, I agree with you. Jackson Smith and Jigba is, is massive for this team. And if you add him to Marvin Harrison, which we know the, t- the kind of talent that he has, and then Agua Buka or whatever his name is, um, they they this becomes way more of a dynamic offense that you have to worry about, and then that, that could set up your run game. I think without Jackson Smith and Jigba, you can focus on stopping the run game, and then your corners and your just the talent alone in your secondary can take care of Harrison and the rest of that wide receiver court.
1: Do you think Ohio State is going to try to run the ball because they've 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 almost decided not to in a lot of ways when they probably should early on in this year? I, like during absolutely. The season. I think I think, think it's, it's the key of, to the game. that is the key to the game, and they probably know it because yeah. they're good, well coached. They they know what they need to do.
2: Yeah. I think Henderson is the key is the X factor. Well, and what's his name from last week who stepped up for them? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. For Ohio State
1: cuz they were missing their first two their top two running backs last yeah, year, right? Yeah, yeah, Well, and, and
2: they tried Henderson tried to come back in last week and he he couldn't do it. So his health is still up in the air, but I think Ohio State has, you know, Stokes is okay, but Ohio State's third is way better. Yeah, I agree with that. So that that's where that some of that depth can come in and be a factor in this Michigan they they can maybe you know I don't know JJ can maybe I think he can lead an offense I think think he can be dynamic enough I think he can run the ball he can make the big plays when when it's needed the most but it's way more of a question mark than what Ohio State is dealing with right now with their injury concerns so Kyle jumps
1: in and says if quorum is 100% Michigan by nine I don't disagree with that um so I do want to put you guys on your on the spot here and, and give us your, your prediction of what we're going to be talking about this time next week on, on, on uh, about this game. Cool. All right. Were you talking? <laughs> <laughs> cool.
2: What do you guys – what do you think the story? Hayden. Hayden. D- D- Dylan Hayden? Dallas. Dallas Hayden. Dallas D- Hayden. Dude, D- whatever his name is. Dallin Hayden, he had a game, and he looked like a stud running back last week. I think he's a true freshman. Definitely.
1: Uh, all right. What are we talking about this time next week? What happened in this game? I want your prediction and why. Micah, you start. Oh.
3: oh, man. That's come up on the spot. Uh, okay. We're going to be talking about <coughs> – hmm. Gosh, we're in the shoe, home cooking. Nope. We're going to be talking about how Michigan overcame adversity and bad calls.
1: Yeah. Yep. So Michigan wins. What was the score?
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> it's a prediction. <clears throat> Ask for your prediction 31 27.
3: 31 27.
1: I love that. I would that'd make me very happy. Ryan, what what's your, what do you think is going to happen?
2: I think Michigan, I think, uh, JJ McCarthy breaks out, throws for at least three touchdowns. Oh, whoa. And, uh, I, th- I think, um, Blake Horam is a little bit of a decoy. He only has 65 rushing yards. <clears throat> only 65. So it's, it's not terrible, but it's not dominating the game with 150. Um, I think uh, C.J. Stroud, all the questions about him and what he does in in bad weather are still there and and magnified at this point because he's going to be sloppy. He's going to have a a, a strip fumble that's going to be costly to the team. And I see Michigan winning this game 38-21. I
1: like his prediction better personally. Just, I just wanted some
2: certain things in there, right?
1: <laughs> no, I I, I think Corm is going to be good. I do. I think he's going to have a good game. I think they're going to prove that he is legit. I think he's going to have three touchdowns. I think he's going to have basically a Haskins game without five touchdowns, but he's going to dominate on the ground, I think. I think that's the way they're going to do it. I really do. I think J.J.'s going to have a good game. I could see him getting a touchdown or two, Um I think he's going to come up with the key throws. I think he's going to run a lot. I think he's going to move around. I do too. I think he's going to look a lot better running the ball than, than what he has. I could see Coram going for 130. I could see him going for another 60. And they just they just dominate time of possession. I think time of possession is going to be the key to this game. And, and it's going to be I, – I think it's going to be a lot like last year. I really do. I think we might be able to shut this offense down a little better than we did last year. I forget what the final score was. What was it 41? I think I had that earlier. 42-27. 42-27. Right? I'm not sure Michigan scores 42 and I'm not sure Ohio State scores 27. I'm going to go with 35-21. that what you said? No, you said 38-21. I'm going to go 35-21. All right. Man, let's just not even play the game. Let's just use our predictions <laughs> and just <laughs> what if it's like
2: 28 What if what if the game Let's let's go this route. What if you have more of like a 21 to 18 or 24 21 type of game who does that benefit is that a Michigan type of game or is that an Ohio State type of game
1: I honestly I'm not sure how you keep them from scoring 21 points I feel you know what I mean like if if a team's gonna score only 21 and that's like they win with 21 points I think that's Ohio State I just don't know how you when you look at the possessions and all of that like I, I don't, don't see under, how I don't it understand works. what you're saying
2: so your, uh, I thought
1: your question was if a, if it's a low scoring game, yeah. 21-18, yeah. If it's that score, I think I think Ohio State wins. Oh,
2: because Ohio State's guaranteed to not lay a dud.
1: That's kind of what I look at. And it, it like I, last year they scored 27 points. I would consider that a dud that they put up. I really do. I think they got garbage points and stuff like that. But like yeah, I just don't I don't know. I think if a team is only gonna if the winning team is gonna have twenty one points, it's going to be Ohio State.
2: The the scary part of the game is that if if this turns into like one of those games where you know one play could change everything, that in my mind benefits Ohio State way yeah. more than it does Michigan. Which a twenty one eighteen
1: score is that? Yes, right? because of their one play ability.
2: Yeah. So Michigan Michigan needs to be positioned in the game at least one large score above them so one touchdown more Mm -hmm. Um, and if they can keep that buffer throughout the game then they can start separating when it matters most yeah they can put that pressure where Ohio State has to make a fourth down play call when they don't want to or make CJ Stroud you know get uncomfortable in the pocket and do something dumb yep get desperate like I feel like that's the kind of game that Michigan needs to have in this and if and if it's reversed if Michigan is chasing that That's that where it can be i right. just don't see how Michigan is is i don't know it, you never want to be down but i feel like ohio state can respond in those situations easier than michigan can
1: i i, I agree with that completely but they were down last year you got to remember that there was a point that it looked like all right this game is going to get out of hand not out of hand but like ohio state had that ability to pull away pull away yep and it was a shutdown, and then Michigan did the exact opposite and, and took over that game. So I, I understand what you're saying. If you're playing that that catch up and, and playing from behind, that always can get a little more frustrating, and it's harder. Yeah. But they did do it last year. They when that when I think Ohio State had the lead and the ball at one point, and then Ohio, and then Michigan made the stop. Uh, uh, don't quote me on that. Well, one. and Hutch and Hutch came
2: up huge in those third yeah. down plays yeah. last year. Like this is when he we broke out. Because at this point last year, Hutchinson and um, the other Ajabo, guy. Ajabo. Ajabo were, were really neck and neck. And Ajabo was leading in sacks for the majority of the season leading into this yeah. game. And Hutch came away with three. Ajabo I think had at least one I think I he don't.
0: had one Oh, definitely one. He definitely that won. The last one was And awesome. then and
2: then Hutch dominated the the Big 10 championship game yep. and had more and at that point he separated himself as obviously he was the best player, but he separated himself as the biggest impact player as well. Yeah. And so we we need we need some sort of breakout performance. It could be um number 18, um Edge Rusher, it could be Mike Morris,
3: Yeah. Be okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we've got some people to do somebody. it. We've got some people to do you it. We've to make Stroud uncomfortable. Yes, that's that's really important. Yes.
1: But we will see. This time next week, we will we'll have something to talk about for sure.
0: From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports.
2: So do we have
1: to talk about Michigan State because well, of that, that
0: bumper? Let's just move it
1: quick.
3: I threw my next page away.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Spartan fans, if they're even still paying attention, well, you said probably would have done the same thing. somebody to Michigan State. So Mel Tucker and MSU's good grace is built over their three-game winning streak. Vanished with an embarrassing loss to a then three-win team, Indiana Hoosiers, 39-31. I, th- I think it's a three-game winning streak. Was it a three-game winning I think it was a three. It doesn't matter. After Indiana scored... Illinois. On the opening drive, MSU scored 24 straight to end the second half and take a 24-7 lead into halftime on senior day. In the second half, and overtime, MSU was outscored 32-7 the rest of the way. Uh, MSU took a 31-14 lead uh, with six minutes left in the third quarter. On the kickoff, they allowed an 88 yard return for a touchdown to make it 31 21. Next offensive play was a Thorn interception, which led to an Indiana field goal and made it a one score game for Indiana to tie the game later. MSU ended a 14 play, 70 yard drive that took the last five minutes and 36 seconds off the clock with a missed 22 yard field goal. Um, had a 28 yard field goal blocked in overtime that in hindsight would have won them the game in the first overtime only to lose 39 to 31 in the second overtime. You look at some of these stats. It's it's absolutely mind-blowing that this became a loss. Michigan State out gained Indiana 540 to 288. Passing yards 298 to 31. Rushing yards 257 to 242 for Indiana. But First downs, Michigan State had twenty nine to Indiana's eleven. Third down conversions, nine of eighteen for Michigan State, three of twelve for Indiana, one of one for four on fourth downs for Michigan State to one of one for one. Total plays ninety to fifty one. Penalties were more for, for Indiana. The the turnovers were huge. Time of possession, thirty six minutes to twenty three minutes. It is absolutely insane. shocking. Insane. <laughs> That this game is a loss. If I put these stats on a field, uh, like just on like a a little billboard, people be like, oh man, someone dominated. That team, whew, that was a blowout. And this is what happened. And it's just absolutely incredible. Thorne, 27 to 42, 298 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Jalen Berger, 21 carries for 119 yards. Elijah Collins, 19 carries for 107 yards and two touchdowns. Keon Coleman, eight receptions for 107 yards and a touchdown. You,
3: so, th- this what? team this team cracked two. under pressure.
1: Yeah, two touchdowns? No, no. Oh,
2: no, I I just said the number 2 and that's the number of completions that uh Indiana had. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Mike. No,
3: th- this team cracked under pressure in the wrong moments. Well, yeah. I th- there's nothing else to say. Like one, you have a a dog crap football coach. Those are his words. Yeah. Well that he Not said he
1: said that after which I forget which game it was. Uh, but yeah, but that that's a fun I love that, that drop.
3: That you, you you can't get past this what'd you say, three win team?
1: Yeah, I mean in losing this game in this moment, the way that they did is just it
3: It's embarrassing. It's the exact what you
1: opposite said. of what they've they've done the last couple games. Ever since the Michigan game, they've they've Nobody thought that they would respond, and they did. And it was impressive. And it was like, "Wow, this team's showing up." And you know what? They showed up again. This is this this game reminds me of who was their coach before Mel Tucker was the Antonio Mike or sorry before Mark? D'Antonio. Um, oh yeah, um, he had that. It was like a halftime speech with with one of the guy with the girl like announcers. I can't think of his name right now, but he's like, the kids are playing their asses off, and the coaches are screwing it up. That's what I think this game was right here, because this, the teams played, the coaches really screwed this up. Shoot, what's his name? Man? I can't think of his John
2: name L. Right now. Yeah, John L. Smith. Yeah, John L. Smith. Smith.
1: Yeah. Look at you, man, state man.
2: fan. Look
3: at you. Oh my, stuff. So, no, you got green no. underwear on. At least you didn't say I'm a house state guy. I do. <laughs> I opted for green over red.
1: So it wasn't a three-game winning streak. It was three of the last four um, heading into the game. They had Wisconsin, Illinois, and Rutgers. Those those wins. Uh, Michigan, the loss was in there. But the Illinois Rutgers game that they had uh, between there, it, just, they, it looked, like they, they looked like they set themselves up to be like, all right, this was a terrible year, but here we are. We did it. We still are going to recover. We, we wrote the ship, if you will. We're good to go. We we're going to get to a bowl game. We deserved it. And here they are. Losing this game was just like all of that erased. You're right back to questioning every single thing about this program right now. Because of this embarrassing loss. And that's exactly what it is. You have no business losing this game.
2: Yeah. Period, end of story. It, m- it makes me wonder what the what's going on in the locker room with the players. Like, who's stepping up to be a leader in the locker room and holding guys accountable and, and like, riding the shit before anything else happens? Oh. E- every single team goes through stuff in a game where it's something outside of your control is going on and then there needs to be some response to it and, and like... Where's the response to this? How how can you let the game again? Dexter Williams, quarterback for uh, Indiana, had thirty one passing yards. Two of thirty one. He was two of seven. They attempted seven passes. They and you lost two completions. The whole game, two completions for thirty one yards, and you lost the game. And that that takes a full team effort to lose. Yeah. Top to bottom, coaches, but also players not responding. It's players giving up. It's yeah. players buying into, you know, if one thing goes wrong, oh, here we go again, kind of an attitude. Yeah. I've been on losing teams. I was on losing teams in college. That happens. Mm-hmm. That's like a that's a toxic thing where from top to bottom that that can overtake your entire team and, and just the attitude, the mood of the whole team.
1: That's what's going on here. Yeah, it's, it's They it's stopped ugly. chopping. It's toxic. <laughs> they stopped chopping. It really is. I mean, and I I just I want to know what Spartan fans think. I really do. I'm genuinely curious but I honestly think that there's they've already went oh they're their, checked out their basketball season yeah they're checked out they don't I even care out. they have no idea that this game even happened I think they were more worried about Michigan losing or like hoping Michigan lost than understanding what they were freaking playing for in this game Cause that's just the way Michigan State fans are.
3: You know what's funny? They're going to be tuning into this game more than they are oh, their next game. they
1: cannot wait for Michigan <laughs> to lose this game so they yeah. can talk about that all day yeah. long. <laughs> they don't even care about their own freaking program, which is a freaking disaster. You have a Mel Tucker got an opportunity <laughs> to open up the checkbook and bring in true... Talent to coach these team, Pit this team. Rental you cards. have a questionable offense coordinator, a questionable defense coordinator, and a special teams coordinator. Gosh, this guy better not see a freaking another paycheck. It's a disaster. And look, Mel Tucker is going to be—he needs to be the 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 leader of it. Like, I, I don't care if he's a good coach or not. I really don't. He needs to be the one to make the tough decision that D'Antonio refused to do when things were going bad, and be like, nope. I, I know we're friends, but I'm going to get rid of you because I need something better uh, as a coordinator. He, instead, he shuffled the deck and made it all work for his guys. Look, Mel Tucker, you got a massive paycheck. You deserved it from what you did last year. You have a, a stimulus, basically, that you can spend on true NF, or true or yeah true NFL high-end college coordinators. Do it. Make the change. You have to. Fire these guys. I don't know who. I don't know which ones need to go. You better make a decision. Otherwise, you are freaking screwed. And I compare it so much to what Dan Campbell did last year. It was not going well. But what did he do? He said, hey, I'm the leader of this mother effer. Anthony Lynn, you're done. I'm taking control. Me and Ben Johnson are going to figure this out. He made that tough decision. He did it with uh the cornerbacks coach. Yeah, is what it is. But he's made these tough decisions. He's not afraid to make those changes. Mel Tucker better show that he's not afraid to make those changes. And he better show that he can make those changes. Because I'm curious about that, too. To Who's pulling the, team. the string? Yeah. So that's my, my rant on, on Michigan State. I'd, I'd be absolutely embarrassed for this loss, personally. I don't know. What do you guys have to say about
3: it? I don't know. If that's what $100 million gets you, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, who's at all. Sorry, that. it's it's donors. Two donors. Yeah, two donors.
1: Look, that's where your money's going. Yeah. All right. <laughs> look, I don't care what he's getting paid. I really don't. He can be getting paid a mill- like well, that's 100 you're million, like hundred million. You are a Michigan
3: dollars. fan. If you are a Michigan State fan, you Dude. better care.
1: I would right? love for him to stay. Honestly, if this is what we're going to see, yeah, I, I look at this to be more the consistent than than what last year was, unless he's willing to make changes. Right. Because what this is is not a building season off of what you did last year. This is an absolute embarrassment from from what you did last year.
3: I'm I'm telling you, I said it before, but if you keep Scotty Hazleton, you probably shouldn't walk Mel Tucker right out the door and buy him out. I agree. Sorry, he needs like, to make that decision. You <laughs> you can't keep your buddy. Nope, your buddy sucks. Yeah, he's terrible at very, coaching, very bad. and you know it. And I'm talking Both to you, names. Sparty Nation.
1: Yeah, if they're, if they're you, even listening. There are, this is you, like, wait, isn't it basketball season? Your, your D.C.
3: On? is horrid. Basketball Their team offensive
1: coordinator might be just as bad, though. Uh, not as bad. <laughs> He's looked bad at times. I, I mean, I think oh, this
2: yeah. – look, this started – in my mind, this started – I know they respond in all this, but they they have dysfunction at all the way down to the player level. You don't break out into a, a brawl and a fight in a in a tunnel. Mm-hmm. In a game that you just lost, you need to be the bigger man. And so that clearly is not being sent down all the way to the players. And this kind of a game kind of demonstrates that in my mind because when things start going wrong, then what what are you? Mm-hmm. Are you going to man up? Are you going to be a man and take a loss like a man? Or are you going to start hanging your head and, and feeling sorry for yourself? And and, and that's what I saw it's, it, they're feeling sorry for themselves. There's no accountability on a personal level. Like, no, I am taking control of the situation or losing like a man. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't do it when they lost to Michigan in the tunnel. They didn't lose like a man there. And they're not losing like a man or responding like a man in these kind of situations when nothing's going right. Yep, all They're just scared to make the next mistake.
1: I think they responded that, like that a man. That comes back from the coaches. Heading into that, I think the Wisconsin game, they responded well. Like Heading into that game, I thought it was going to fall out completely they didn't. They responded. They kind of got lucky to win that game. Well, they might have responded. They, they emotionally. also responded in the Illinois, like heading into that Illinois matchup after the that Michigan one. That, that was, was big. A good response. But you can't like you, that means nothing now, absolutely nothing. That's what I mean because of this.
2: Yeah. But but when your emotional response and, you, and there's no direct accountability, you can have your highs. Your highs are highs and your lows are lows. Yeah. And so that what does that give you? It's just inconsistency. It's not it's not anything that's repeatable. Yep. yep. So. It's just a different mindset, and I just don't see it from the team right now.
1: Yeah, so I mean, they're they're heading into the, the Ohio or the Penn State matchup as a plus seven fifty money line. They're an eighteen point underdog, and this is to become bowl eligible. I don't think it'll happen. If they can respond and do it, then I'll change my tune and be like, "Hey, all right, maybe he does have it. Maybe he does have a hold of this team, and it was just a bad outing." But the it's just it doesn't look like it looks like the bad. Games are more in your face than, than the good at this point. And that's going to be interesting. And I think his back should be up against the wall. Mel Tucker not losing his job, but to make a decision. And that's what I want to see. For if, if he does, then I'll I'll be like, all right, let's see what happens now. Who, who's your next guy that you're going to bring in and, and, and be better here? But, um, that, yeah, basically, that's it. We don't need to get in more of that crap.
0: Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports.
1: So I didn't want to talk some some college football as a whole. Like, look, Michigan looked bad. We know that. Michigan State looked bad. But it was a really, really interesting week. And it looked like the chaos... Started last week and, and could kind of continue here. So I didn't want to talk a little bit about that. So Georgia, uh, they beat Kentucky, a six and four Kentucky team, sixteen to six. Wild, um, great win. Not exactly win. what um, you'd expect. Ohio State needed a field goal and a defensive touchdown um, late for the thirteen point win against Maryland. Yeah, it was not a thirteen point game. It was definitely not a thirteen point game. Uh, Michigan won on the the one. On three fourth quarter field goals to win by two against Illinois, TCU beat Baylor on a 40-yard field goal as time expired. So before, top four obviously didn't change. Then you got into the nighttime. Tennessee, who was in line to take over the fourth spot for whoever loses the Michigan Ohio State game, lost to South Carolina 63 to 38, allowing Rattler to go 30 of 37 for 438 yards and six touchdowns, which eliminates Tennessee from contention that's a huge letdown for huge them. that can't happen mm, bye-bye
2: they uh, I kind of want to just say like I feel good that they've been pretenders this whole time and, and I don't want to I don't think they're as good as people thought but yeah. I didn't think they were they would do that yeah I, I agree thought, I thought they would compete yeah a little bit
1: <laughs> more um LSU uh played UAB so the typical late season SEC buy um they play Georgia in the SEC Championship game if they lose that one. They will be eliminated, which they're currently they, they did move up to 6, is that correct? Or no, USC moved up to 6, right? Correct. Um so, LSU is 5. LSU Oh, sorry, yeah. LSU is five. 5. USC who is now 6, they survived 48 to 45 against UCLA to stay in contention. They have Notre Dame this week. Will probably play Oregon in the Pac-12 Championship. If they win those two games, they're the ones that will yeah. be that one lost team that gets in. Yes. Period, end of story. I agree. I, and I believe that they, they probably deserve it. I'm not going to argue. I'm not, argue. not either. And, and I won't put Michigan ahead of them. If Michigan loses, I won't put Ohio State ahead of them. If if Ohio State loses, I think that's the one that people need to keep an eye on because then you start getting into Clemson. Um, they play South Carolina to end the season. Uh, they'll play UNC in the ACC championship game. Uh, obviously, we saw what South Carolina did to Tennessee. Could it happen again? We'll see you got to keep an eye on Clemson and UC, USC here in, in these moments because if you want two Big Ten teams again. I personally really want to see two Big Ten teams in. Not because I think Michigan's going to lose, but because I want people to start respecting the Big Ten the way that the SEC always seems to get respect.
3: I couldn't agree with you more.
1: I would love to see it. I really, really want to. And that's coming from someone – And look – I know I'm kind of talking on both sides of my mouth because I said last year two SEC teams shouldn't get in when we already know the difference. I I hate when two SEC teams SEC teams get in. But it's going to continue to happen. And Happened, that's why I'm just like, all the time. why can't it just be like, if it's going to happen, which it will happen every single year until this thing expands, there's going to be two teams from one conference in. I'm, I can almost guarantee it. I want the Big Ten to start getting that that. That mantra, if you will. And the only way that they can do it is if they both get in and both win. You know what I mean? And then that, and that changes the whole thing of the, the stigma of the right. Big Ten, which is having a very, very down year. I get that. It's yeah, not it's pretty. Not, it's not a good It's not conference. a good conference at all, and I get that. But if you can have those two prove it, that would be awesome. Well,
3: We, we just beat up on each other. That's all we do.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's, yeah, that's, that's what, that's Look, what everyone else year. does. They have, they
2: have lost to some... Indiana
1: just beat Michigan State. I mean, that's the bottom beating the middle. <sighs> Big Ten mm. fights, man. Bottom, yeah. Bottom yeah. <laughs> contenders. Yeah, they really fight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think the Big Ten is so bad this year. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody really should bad. know that. I think the second-best conference right now is the Pac-12. Yeah. That's my opinion. Oh, boy. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to do there. What do you do? He <laughs> I, palmed it. I no. tried to push it down. <laughs> and then he <laughs> threw the
1: foam on the floor. <laughs> I know. I'll clean it up later. Don't tell Andrea. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was doing. She won't that, was. Was, that was really dumb. But <laughs> um no, I it, That's what I want to see. That's what I really want to see. I want to see USC lose. I want to see Clemson lose another game. I want LSU to lose. And then it just I would love for this final four to be Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. One way or one way or another, I would love to see that.
2: I I wouldn't mind actually having two Big Ten teams in there. If TCU loses, then let's bring on USC into the top four, and that's then and then yeah. see two Big Ten teams. I think that's the most likely w- scenario for Big Ten getting so two who, teams. In fact, I think t- it's the only scenario.
1: Who will TCU play? Do you happen to know that? Off the Iowa top, State. You know? They play Iowa State this week. I think they're a ten point favorite, something like that. Um. But then they'll, they'll play in their championship game, which I'm not, I'm not sure who that would be. Let me pull it up. Sorry. I'm going to try to get I, that. Is it is it Texas? What conference or no? is that? Big 12,
3: Big right? 12, yeah. They're in
1: the Big 12? Yep. All right. So they'll probably play Kansas State or Texas. Probably Kansas State. So I don't expect TCU to lose. I really don't. Um, it's possible. If they play Texas, I would say it's possible. Um, I don't see Kansas State trying like, Beating them, I just I th- I think TCU is basically Cincinnati all over again.
2: I, I think I expect TCU to lose. I don't know why. Really? I just do. Yep. I hope so. Yep. I, 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 I hope home.
1: all three of them lose. I hope TCU loses, LSU loses, USC loses, and Clemson loses And Georgia. I don't want Georgia to lose. Oh, okay. Until the playoffs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <Keep> <laughs> Tell yeah. me what I want. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tell me what I want. What a really really I really I would want. love for them to lose, and then and then to who? What, Georgia.
1: You, you want them to lose the LSU and then both of them get in? No, I don't think well. Yeah, good good point. Yeah, they'll both get in. Yeah, if they do, they're yeah, setting they're it good. up for it. But.
3: <laughs> Committee, p- right. I would mean um, love you.
1: Good good conversation. I don't know. Moving not on. Sure, move on.
3: Do it.
0: If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot hot. <laughs> This is state of my sports.
1: Kyle just brought up when Micah ran through my neighborhood in his brewskis last year. <laughs> is that gonna happen again when Michigan wins?
3: Uh, if it's if it's close and we win wild, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean
2: <laughs> Not I'm red red Am I never gonna see this?
1: No, you're gone.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna be in some sports bar somewhere finding a way to watch it. I
1: hope you are. are you I pro- will. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, good.
2: Yeah, i mean I'll watch it. Yeah. 100%. Hey, Ryan, know, how
3: was your week last <laughs> Sometimes week? Sometimes I wonder ah, if you I didn't do. get to watch the game. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh. How'd it go?
1: How'd the game go? How'd it go, guys? Michigan wins. <laughs> Bettinghero.com. <Good time> <laughs> 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 Promo code MIBETS. Just listen to the last episode if you want to know what it's about. But We're getting to our picks of the week. Dang, Micah. Crushing. Getting there, baby. Last week, Micah went 4-4. Four Ryan five and three, Thank I you. went five and three. John one and seven. Ouch. See you uh, out of it. Kyle four and four. So Micah, you are leading the way at fifty-one and thirty-seven overall. Ryan and I are tied at forty-seven and forty-one. John one game back at forty-six and forty-two, and Kyle bringing up the rear, forty-three and forty-five. It He's the only does. one under five hundred.
3: Who's this he, Kyle guy that keeps making I picks? I
1: don't know. I've never heard of him. Is he on a podcast? He honestly, ever since he's he stopped showing up, he talks sports with me more through text than he ever really? did on the podcast. So just take that for what it so. is.
2: He's also more active in general, I think. Like he's using more time on on commenting than he yeah. ever commented exactly. with a microphone.
1: If he if his family doesn't like him enough to <laughs> want him to be,
3: oh, it's that
1: Kyle. Well, yeah, like oh. Kyle. If, if he's gonna message all of these times, like, just be here, right? I so love obviously that guy. Not spending time with his kids and his wife. Yeah, go spend some quality time with us, Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> come over here.
0: Come
2: on over. Let's come just on both on commit on to once baby. a month, Kyle.
1: Once a month, I like that. Once a month. At tops. Yeah. Sorry, Kyle. Didn't mean to throw you in the bus there, but we did, anyways. All right. Starting with, I just figured let's do all three, all the Thanksgiving games. You guys want to do that? Sure. Do Great, it. Great. I was going to change it. Starting in order, we got the Bills at the Lions. Lions plus. Nine and a half. Kyle is taking the Lions. John is Whoa. taking the Bills. Micah, you're up. Lions cover. Ryan. I'm going Lions, too. Yeah, I, I think the Lions cover this game. I'm not sure they win it. I don't expect them to win it. I kind of want to change. I would no, love but. for them to win it. Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys minus eight. They get minus eight? At minus eight. What? That's what this says. Cowboys. For Kyle, Cowboys for John. Micah, what are you going to do?
3: Ooh, I'm going to go bounce back game with, for the Giants. Mike McCarthy is going to do Mike McCarthy again. <laughs> Ryan? I'm going Giants, too.
2: That's a lot of points. This is a rivalry game. They're going to show up for it. I think Daniel Jones is better than people
1: give credit. I do, too. He can run. That defense, man. Cowboys' defense is legit. Yeah, they are. I don't think they're a good team, though.
3: This is where he goes, "Eh, weird. but I'm going to go Giants.
1: I'm going to go Cowboys. Oh, you're going Dak? You hate Dak. I hate Dak. I hate Ezekiel Elliott.
2: uh, Zeke's the third best running back. All right, so what
1: what I'm going to do is I'm going to (laughs) pick the Cowboys, and then I'm going to bet on the Giants. Does that work for you? You can do whatever you want, man. Thanks. (laughs) Appreciate it. (laughs) It's free country still, (laughs) kind of. The last game on Thanksgiving Got the Patriots at the Vikings Vikings a three point favorite Kyle's going Vikings John's going Patriots Micah
3: uh, Give me the Vikings Ryan I'm to go Patriots on this one
1: Primetime What's his name? The quarterback Kurt For the Cousins. Vikings Cous- Primetime Kirk Cousins is never good Never good I'm going Patriots. I don't have the stats. I wish I did. I, I
3: thought you were calling him prime time. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, what? That's, uh, i I
2: hate
1: all my picks so far. <laughs> 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 Do the opposite of <laughs> yeah Last game for the NFL, we got the Bengals at the Titans. Titans plus one and a half at home against the Bengals. Kyle and John are both going Titans. Micah, what about you?
3: Um, I'll take the Titans too, just home field advantage. Ryan? Bengals all day.
1: Really? I'm, I'm going Titans. I love when the better team is getting points at home. <laughs> it's almost easy money. <laughs> almost easy money. <laughs> it won't be easy money. Bengals are going to play one of those games where they score a 49 <laughs> or something. Like yeah, like 70 points. Um, all right. College football, you got a 4 o'clock game. Iowa State at TCU. TCU, a 10-point favorite. Kyle's taking Iowa State. John is taking TCU. Micah, what are you doing?
3: And the Cyclones. Give me some Campbell.
1: It's Iowa State? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew it, but it didn't register correctly. Yeah, like, I was it's like, all good.
3: Uh, Matt Campbell. All right, TCU. TCU? Yep.
1: I'm gonna go Iowa State to cover, probably not win. I would love for them to win, but I'm gonna go Iowa State. Uh, another big one. 730. Notre Dame at USC. USC minus five. I hate that number.
0: Hate that number.
1: <laughs> Ugh, that's a scary one. like what do you know.
3: Nighty night Lincoln.
1: Yeah, Notre Whoa. Dame. Notre
3: Dame's coming in, baby. <laughs> They are coming for that just Notre wild Dame, upset.
1: It is insane how good they've been playing. Like honestly, like it's crazy.
3: Give me ND. All
1: right, Ryan.
2: USC scores too much. Notre Dame can't hang with that many points. I mm. think USC outlasts them by a touchdown or two, but it will be over 5.
1: I'm going USC. ND again. Betting tells you do not Mess with that five. That five is such a disaster. Always, don't do it. So I think it's free money. I'm gonna st- <laughs> easy money, guys. I'm stick to that <laughs> money tree. Uh, I would. Might this be, is the only one I feel good about. <laughs> it might be really? hope, more than anything, but I'm taking Notre Dame. I think it's they're gonna helpful. win. Hopefully, your um, fandom speaking. I know, right? Four o'clock, Michigan State at Penn State. Penn State minus eighteen. Kyle's taking Michigan State. John has taken Penn State. Mike has taken Penn State by a billion. Boom, <laughs>
2: it's Ryan. It's what are a you number. Doing?
1: Yeah, I'm taking.
0: Oh, man,
2: I don't know. Who did
1: Kyle take? Michigan State.
2: Kyle's under 500. Give me Michigan State.
1: logic there. <laughs> I just that's just a lot of points for a team that You're really is that good offensively. going to Penn State. You're going to Penn State. Penn State doesn't score. They're not good offensively. They don't score. Yeah, they're not good enough offensively to score. Okay. Yeah, but they're pretty good defensively. Points. Yeah, but Michigan State can put up 20 points.
3: Penn State by okay. a billion.
1: I'm gonna go MSU. I am. I'm sorry. I just need to make up. I think I've gotten every single Michigan State game wrong this <laughs> year. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, d- I would love to go back and look at that. I should. Have I you really? really? I think I might have, yeah. Kip, I should look. Kip, I honestly should look back at that. that.
3: If you did, do you know how impressive that is? Like, <laughs> just,
1: yeah. In, in I a, couldn't do that. In um, a very strange yeah, way. You directed all of this. I know. You've caused their season. I'm going to pick them to win every <laughs> game next year on the coin flip day. I'm like, Michigan, State winning. <laughs> all right. Nooner, Michigan at Ohio State, the game. Michigan State is currently a 7.5-point favorite. It's so funny how this has changed. If you went back three four weeks ago, it was, oh, it's going to be around 13 and a half 14-point spread. Here we are, 7.5. A, a lot of the money's on Michigan as well. Michigan for, for Kyle, he said money line. John's taking Michigan. Micah, you're taking Michigan, right? Ky- Kyle based went based money your line? Prediction? Yeah, he thinks Michigan wins this game.
3: Yeah, give me, me, the... give me Michigan to cover,
1: no, at we're, least. We're not allowed to take Ohio State today, right? We're not doing that. Right? Hell no. Ryan, you're taking Michigan?
2: Yeah, I am. Mm. Does it bother you that it's a noon game, or do you like it? All right. Uh,
1: I have that. Do we got time uh, to talk uh, about uh, this? Oh. Yeah. All right.
2: No, I actually do I... have something I got to do I, later.
1: I have, just real quick. Okay. I have a lot of theories about this game. Should I cut the music for this?
3: Do it. Okay. Cut it.
1: This game should not be at noon. This game should be able to flex to a night game and mess around with all that. Better yet, it is a disservice to the Big Ten to put this game, the last game of the season, every single year. It is terrible because if you had Michigan and Ohio State play week three, all of both teams would have a chance to respond and win their way back in like we're seeing LSU do, like we always see Bama do, like we always see mm. Clemson do. This is a disservice to the Big Ten to put this game, make this an elimination game on your own. And you're doing it to yourself. Look, is it going to matter long-term when this thing expands? No, it's not. But push comes to shove. This game needs to be able to change. I hate that it's a tradition of noon every year, the last weekend in in November. I'm okay with moving on. I hate bowl games. I hate tradition. I know. People are going to hate me for it just move on from tradition. it tradition well i mean like well, i don't hate in this trad- case in this, this case, case yeah. it's a stupid mm-hmm. tradition that should be able to be flexed and moved around and i hate that they put this little bow on do people watch rivalry games other weeks in, in the in the in the football <laughs> sure do like like, <laughs> like all the time like all the time right there's there's big rivalry games like alabama lsu what what yeah. they play week 8 pretty sure it's big people really like that game right alabama, people Auburn. people watch that game it was a big deal yeah okay Michigan-Ohio State would be a big deal if you play it week one, week three, week 12. I don't just care. Like Whenever Michigan, you Michigan play it.
2: Just like Michigan-Michigan State, just like Michigan-Notre Dame, just like It's a, a stupid all thing the other that
1: people think matters. It doesn't matter when this game gets played. Move it up. Let these teams both respond and work their way back up to erase that loss, and then you start getting two teams in the playoffs without having chaos. Just, yeah. That's just where I'm at. Micah, do you disagree? Okay.
3: You? Well, uh... uh See when you bring it up like that, no, I don't disagree with you, but I I'm more on the bandwagon of I, I I really want the time to be flexible. I I think that's the dumbest thing. Throw the throw the freaking noon start out. I'm I'm done with yeah. it. You know, like we, we threw our our grass um, end zones yeah. out. Like yeah. who cares? No one cares. Yeah. The old man that's seventy five years old is still Still you know, watching.
1: You know, he doesn't care.
3: He, he's watching, but he cares. But <laughs> no one else cares. Like,
1: he survived. No one gives a damn.
3: <laughs> like, freaking could, could let the gone. let the time be what it's going to be. Man, get it. Start that sucker at 730. And I don't care if it cuts into poor Pac-12 game time. Yeah. Nobody
1: I, cares. Yep, I agree. But if you want the night game, which we all agree should be awesome, then I think you have to move the game up. I, I get why you do a noon game this time of year because of how freaking cold it can get, and that can be a complete disaster. Yeah. Move the game up and then move it to a night game. Early October, nice warm weather. Heck, switch the Michigan-Ohio State game. And with the weather we got then, come on. like That would be awesome. I would love to have a Michigan-Ohio State party instead of a Michigan-Michigan State party. Outside in the garage and, like, have people over and stuff. And yeah.
3: make sure that the first night game is in Ann Arbor.
1: Yeah, be the one because to Because Ohio that
3: State scenario. sucks.
1: Yep. I hate Ohio State. I not go to a good that reason. Don't bowl. care. It's a toilet bowl, not a horseshoe. It's a piece of toilet. You look at it from the sky, it's a toilet.
3: You could take a dump ski in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think we're about to.
3: Oh, say, it's it. happening. We're about to
1: freaking lay an egg on it. Let's go. All right, what do I do? Uh, with no, 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 <laughs> no, no! Lay on him first. He no. says he's an Ohio State guy, right. and then, <laughs> oh and then gosh, we're about to no. lay an egg on him. All
2: right, all
0: right.
2: Red shorts and all.
0: Drinking craft beer, taking <laughs> on <laughs> and talking sports in the state of he's Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports.
1: Two-hearted from Bell's <sighs> Brewery. Eight
3: point five. 7 8 Quick li- like like now. lightning baby
1: 7 6 What
3: what
2: There we go <laughs> Great
1: description
2: <laughs> That was episode 182
1: Thank you guys for recording Thank you all for watching and listening and share us, like us, do all that good stuff. We'll talk to you next week after Michigan Wayne if not sooner. Peace.
0: You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions to the Tigers to the Pistons to Michigan and Michigan State and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.